What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK, live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Tuesday, February 13th, 2024, and the Buck and I are with you for the next two hours on today's show. Eli Manning weighs in on Arch Manning, plus Mike Zimmer is officially going to become the next Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator. We'll talk about what that means for America's team. We've got more fallout from Super Bowl 58, some Texas basketball stories to get into, a new Taco Bell food item to discuss, and a little over-under for Texas Longhorn football as we currently stand 200 days away from the start of the 2024 Texas football season. Not that we're counting we are with you until 10 o'clock and of course texas sports unfiltered is live until five o'clock this afternoon with you all day long what's going on this morning buck another beautiful day man sun is shining whatever's in the air is in my nose yes it's that that time of the year right now when the wind picks up and the blows all kinds of little irritants all over the place and i'm catching them in every one of my well, in my two nostrils, not every one of my nostrils, but the two, I mean, just sucking it up. It, there's something out there today. <clears throat> my throat feels it. My, you know, my nasal passages feel it. I know you're going to feel it eventually once you go outside, unless you're starting to feel it now before you even get out there. Oh, I'm feeling so, it. I mean, I've taken like four decongestions this wow. morning alone just to try to sound and feel normal, but I can already hear myself stuffed up, so... Yeah, something is definitely in the air, yeah, and that is. wind is kicking it around. But, hey, you told me before the show you were talking to one of your siblings, and they're dealing yeah. with snowstorms back east. So we'll take a little wind and some allergens blowing around over what they're dealing with. You know, uh, I, I know people always talk about how pretty the snow is, but I grew up in that mess in Pennsylvania and Boston. It's 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 not good. It's That doesn't do anything for me. I like it at night when the lights are out and the, the glare is hitting the snow. I don't like I don't particularly like driving in it. And then it gets nasty and dirty. Uh, no thanks. That's fine. If you're a skier, good for you. Go to Colorado. Have a good time. But I don't do snowmobiling. I don't do cross-country skiing. I'm like that lady. I just jog. You know what I mean? I like the texture of the the uh, the snow, but I just don't like hitting the black guys, the black ice on the snow. But it's out there. It's And it's coming to Pennsylvania and New York and Jersey and all those Ohio's about to get it too. So, and it is, it's deep. It looks deep already. It looks like six to eight inches, you know, overnight. And there's more on its way to the East coast. So screw that. Yeah. I need uh, 70. I see some 70. I see some seventies next week, some 75, maybe some cooler temperatures at night around here, 38, 39 for a couple of days. And then into the sixties and seventies, that's good for me. Just one more blast of winter. That's all I. That's all I need. Make it in February. Let March be what March is supposed to be in the seventies. You know. Yes. I was going to ask. Are we going to get some? Uh, okay, we're still getting snow, Mageddon, You think? Oh, we still got a couple of days. We got a couple of frosties coming up before. I think before even. I don't know. You know, once we get to, I know there'll be people. There'll be the olds will tell you about. Oh, I remember after spring break the winter of spring break and all that stuff. I don't remember that. I, I don't remember much 
once you get to spring break in March, it's generally that second week of March, it's generally over with for us. You know, it's not to say it won't be cold, but I'm, I'm talking about the teens. I still think by the end of this month, that last weekend, we may get a little blast, but it's, you know, 30s is fine. 36, 38, anything above freezing is, I'm okay. Oh, no. Look, there's the black ice. Look, you're running right on it. Oh. Oh. If you just go a foot to the left or a foot to the right, you don't hit the black ice. Mm. You're in that wonderful, you know, padded snow that you guys are talking about. And by the way, I didn't see a lot of people out jogging like they, they promoted when they talked to the news person. They said, oh, there's I, we see a lot of people out here jogging today. Really? I only see you two fools out there. Yeah. yeah, everybody else was smart enough to stay inside and not try to run over a black guys and quit running over black guys out. out there, you know? Yeah. About this comment from DJ, sister in Erie a few years ago got oh. 72 inches of snow in three days. Oh, man. I don't even know how to imagine what that looks like. I've been, I've been in one, in one of those looks. at school in Boston. I was in one of those in, in, in March in Boston where we had like igloos. We made like igloos. You'd make those to get out of your apartments, to get onto, onto campus and stuff. And I didn't close school down there. I had one day where I went to see you know, my ex-wife. I went to visit her up at Beacon Hill, and I was the last one on the trolley. Dude, I was on the trolley and, and walking up to where her apartment was. The window of the bank blew in. The huge, massive window blew in. As I'm walking by, it just crashed. Yeah. No, I did not enter the bank. No, I just kept on moving. I, I was wondering. only full on the trolley. And the guy said, you're the last one. I'm like, why are you still here? I said, I wouldn't even go down here if it wasn't for you being here. I would have never <laughs> gone down. I told her I could get there. I got there and stayed there for two days. And believe me, that was the time when I was not married to her. And that was the deal of, boy, if her dad ever came, you know, her dad worked downtown. If he ever rolled up on us in our late 20s and I'm spending the night there because they weren't having any of that stuff. That was no, you know, you get to, you know, live with your live with your girlfriend before she came, became your wife. Mm -hmm. It wasn't those deals. They were Catholic family and they weren't having any of that. You were either married or you were staying at your place and she was staying at hers. What about if y'all were engaged? Dude, no. What? No, that didn't work either. None of that worked. How did that work for y'all? I guess you didn't listen. Of course I didn't listen. Yeah. You, out of your mind? Of course I didn't listen. Or she didn't listen. Dude, her dad came rolling up there. I had to get out of there like 5 a.m. one time. He was on his God. way to work and, and was going to stop by to say hello to her. I was like, damn, 5 a.m.? That's when 5 a.m. meant something, you know? It's like you're the side piece and the husband comes back home and you got to hide under the bed or in the closet just to was, make sure he doesn't find out. We had, we had dated from, I had met my first wife the first week of school. We dated straight through college. Oh, and then, you're, you're such a loser. You had a girlfriend for all four years of college. Yeah, yeah, I had numerous, but that was the main one. And yes, I mean, it, it, and it came down to a Thanksgiving day. Uh, hey, let's go for a ride. Her dad said, let's me and you go for a ride. And I was like, shit, this guy's going to, he's going to murder me. I knew exactly what that was all about. I knew what that was going to be. Hey, are we going to play house or what are we going to do? Are you going to marry my daughter? And it was like, I knew exactly what the, what the ride was about, man. We went for a ride around the lake and I'm like, here it comes. Here it goes. 
And I said, yes, sir. I plan on, I said, I'm going to ask you, can I marry your daughter? But yes, we're going to get married. It's not going to be one of those, I'm going to go off and coach and I'm going to drop by every once in a while and she can come up here and visit with me. No. And that's the way that went. Mm. What if you said no in that car ride? Then I probably wouldn't, I probably would have had to go from Thanksgiving. There was not going to probably be a Thanksgiving meal for me. It was going to be, I'm dropping you off at your car in front of the house and you can continue on. Yeah. (laughs) Figured you'd be uh, sleeping with the fishies if you tried that stunt. No, if I would ever got caught staying over, no, he was pretty, pretty in tight with a lot of people in the Boston area at that time. So vice president of Bank of Boston. So it was like, dude. You don't want you don't want to not be heard from because it could have been one of those deals where they don't ever hear from you again, ever, right. ever, and they don't even go looking for you. You know? Yeah. They just report you missing and you stay missing. And that's it. And anybody who would have gone looking for you would have also oh. been reported as missing. Probably. Goodness gracious! Well, probably, good, probably, uh, probably. I would say good call marrying her, but that also ended in a divorce. So I don't know if that was a good call. A lot of years, a lot longer than a lot of people last. So, lots of, lots of kids, lots of good, lots of good times. Good, good, good folks. Good That's folks. True. I mean, they were, they were the, they were the, the folks that, you know, during those times in the in the seventies, there were still a lot of things frowned upon. They had adopted, um, they had adopted a, um, uh, a, a young black kid that people weren't quite sure at the country club if they were going to allow them to, you know, stay at the country club. But guess what? The old man did. The country club went up for sale. He almost bought the country club and said, I'll tell you who the members are of my country club and who can come and who can go at this country club. He was going to buy the country club. Who did this? That was my ex-father-in-law. Wow. He was, instead of them saying, you know, you've got this black son that you've adopted. I don't know if, you know, he was getting a lot of grief from it. Guess what he decided to do when that, club went up for sale his name was first in line for the money mm. and he was going to let them know who was going to be in or who was going to be out at the club respect to that man yeah that was that's the way that was going to go so wow all wonderful, right wonderful people there you go How about that all right some more fallout buck from uh super bowl 58 did you say good morning to the soldiers i did right? not good morning to the soldiers at fort cavazas texas the soldiers in the state of texas and all those that fight for us each and every day Thank you for what you do. Thank you to your families also for sharing you with us. And do be careful out there. Yes, indeed. Thank you for that. How about some more fallout from Super Bowl 58? CBS Sports tweeted out this graphic yesterday, Buck. The telecast on Sunday was the most watched telecast ever. Not just for the Super Bowl, not just for a sporting event, but literally the most watched singular television program in history was Super Bowl 58. Of course, the game was on CBS. It was on Nickelodeon. It was streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Thank you, Swifties. Yeah, you combine all of those things and you get uh, the most watched live events in television history. How about more than 200 million viewers watched all or part of Super Bowl 58 across all of their networks, up 10% versus last year's Super Bowl and yeah, I feel like uh, the Swifties out there had a lot to do with it. Yeah, and this will this will linger on until there. I mean, until that two those two break up or or whatever. Or Patrick Mahomes is playing for somewhere else, which he'll never play for any place else. It's like never having a flu. That guy will never be on another team. 
with the Kansas City Chiefs. And wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And not a big surprise, right? And I feel like Taylor Swift deserves an NIL deal or something yes. because of her responsibility there. But also, this is just more proof that the NFL is king in this country. I mean, the numbers have gone up seemingly every Super Bowl in recent history for the NFL. And uh, well, you've got the Chiefs who are going for back-to-back. -back. Uh, you've got the San Francisco 49ers, who are one of the most historic franchises in the NFL. I mean, the game itself had enough storylines where you felt like it was possible that this game was going to set the record. But yeah, you throw in all of the additional eyeballs who were tuned in. I mean, my my youngest sister, hell, my two younger sisters who don't give a rat's ass about football were tuned in because of Taylor Swift, right? Like my oh, yeah. youngest sister is a Swifty and my younger sister lives with someone who's a Swifty. So they were both locked into a game that they would have had no business caring about. You could have so, done so on a Sunday. Yeah, I know. I know there's at least uh, two extra viewers right there just because of the Taylor Swift angle of this football game. Yeah, they would have been watching Live Golf instead, probably. Well, Live Golf ended on Saturday. If you were a yeah. true well, Saudi like sorry. me, I'm sorry, we only played 54 holes. We don't we don't make it till Sunday. Yeah, you know, we can actually serve booze on the real tour <laughs> because our fans, although very small in number, can handle their liquor. Unlike the uh, fans of the fake tour, the PGA tour that uh, you people out there are still seemingly supporting. Dude, that thing is about to fall out. They don't know what they're going to do. I'm like, you can't you can't put that toothpaste back into the tube. It's out now. That's for what, what? You, you for that for the for the waste management deal. I'm like, mm. you can't all of a sudden ask these people to be quiet. You you made it the way it is with the stadium type of deal. I mean, what do you just quit serving booze there? How are you going to do you, that? You can't. I mean, they've got to make money. And I'm sure the biggest money maker outside of the ticket sales themselves at the Waste Management Open yeah. is the booze and how much they sell over the course of the four-day event in Scottsdale. So, man, I saw Zach Johnson, right? Longtime PGA Tour golfer. He took to somewhere yesterday to complain about the tournament and said it's a joke and the fans are disrespectful. And it's like, dude, you don't have to play in that event. You know that, no. right? No. He's like, I, I've, I played here 21 years in a row, and the event is still like this. And it's like, well, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. How about fool me 21 times, dude? You don't have money. to play in this event. Quit being a little bitch and go yeah. do something else. And the money's so good. Those guys are complaining about, you know, this, you know, the live tour making all that money. So now they pay him tons of money to play in this. And just, to, you know, guys, yeah, I mean, they're going to they're gonna try to calm it down, and, and, and I think the fans will oblige them. They won't be ridiculous, but don't take it too far because you want the money. This is the way you'll have to get the money. Everybody else is getting money different types of ways. You're going to have to give up some of your some of your PGA tours, some of that stuff where, you know, Baba Booey and all that shit is going to happen. It's just going to happen, and guys yeah, are going to be yeah. drunk, and people are, because you wanted it to be a party, you know? Here's the exact quote from Zach Johnson. He said, this tournament has been inappropriate or crossed the line ever since I've been on tour, and this is my 21st year. That just sounds really old right there. Yeah, it I does. mean, there's just a different approach that you can talk about it, you know. But the more you do it, the more it's going to happen. You know that. The more you do it, the more you try to settle it down, the worse it's going to be. He's going full Shooter McGavin in Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Damn you, people. This is golf. It's like, dude, there's so many golf tournaments every year 
This is the one where this stuff is allowed. If you don't like it, don't play in it. But if you're going to sign up to be a part of this tournament, then okay, you deal with it. Like, let the golf fans have their fun. Now, obviously, there are lines that can't get crossed, right? They can't be, like, running onto the course and tackling the golfers. They can't be just, like, throwing stuff at the golfers while they're in their backswing. But, dude, like, that's... Oh, that's he's gonna hear the, from it. You know he's going to hear, you suck on his putts from now on. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah it's not yeah. like he's not going to hear it. Well, it, he'll be playing in it because the money's so good. Yeah. And that's I mean, what that's, it is. They complain about they're not making enough money. You know, and I, I think there's a respect factor that it has to be. I mean, just like, you know, Kelsey and bumping into his coach. I mean, there's a, a certain respect factor about sports or the game or, or what the game was about that you just save that. Just gather your emotions. Gather your emotions as a fan even, too. I know you pay for the ticket, but, dude, just – Hold on to yourself a little bit there. You know, take another sip of beer or another shot of Jack or whatever you're doing there and just hold your tongue for when the guy's done swinging or when they're walking away from him. Hey, you suck. Okay, that's good. I can take that. You know, or, you know, in the hole and all that other weird shit. That's that's fine. But let the guys play the game. But there's going to be, I mean, if you're thinking people are going to be dead silent on a tournament that that's what you, that's your, you initiated that yourself, mm -hmm. you know. I don't know how you how you all of a sudden say, oh, no, now we want it to be quiet at the waste management. That's not going to happen. No chance. And to me, There's they should be, be allowed. There be others that are going to play for the money and not care about all that stuff. To me, they should be allowed to cheer in the backswing at that tournament. Now, I don't know how many golfers would actually be willing to sign up if they made it that open season. But, like, that's the one tournament where, I don't know, it'd be fun to see how these golfers actually do in unique circumstances. Right? Yeah, show, show what you can do if somebody said something while you're getting ready to swing. Tiger. I mean, this this has become the biggest non-major in golf, at least for me. And I think a lot of other people feel that way. Like this is the tournament I look forward to the most outside of the big four. And we've got guys on the tour who are like, nah, we want it to be just the same as every other. Event. They want it to be the masters. No, yeah. you can't have it that way. It's not going to be that way. No. And they're not going to do that at the masters. They don't do that at, at those tournaments. They know which ones, they know which one of the events is out there. They don't do it anywhere else. That's true, really. You get kicked out if you make any sort of noise at any other tournament. This is like the one event out of the 40 that it feels like the PGA has every year where this kind of stuff flies. And you've got guys who are just, you know, the unwritten rules of golf. They're too high and mighty to allow something like this to happen. It's, it's a joke, man. Just play better or don't play in the event. It's as simple as that. Yeah, don't play in the event or, you know... Now, they do have to, I mean, guys can't, I mean, some lady fell out of the stands <laughs> at this oh. event. Oh, she you don't think she was drunk, right? She fell out of the stands there. She I okay? Mean, uh, she's okay. Mm. She's okay. But I don't know. I I just say, hey, no farting in my backswing. That's all. That's all. Everything else, I don't care what you do. Just don't fart when I get ready to, you know, when, when I'm coming down, when I'm looking over a putt and I take putt and I take it back. And you fart, can't take that. That that's that that bothers me. You go and baba booey or get in a hole, I could care less. Those are your no rules fart. with the Texas cheaters, no farting yeah. allowed. Yeah, we don't do that. When you're when you're up at the tee box and you get ready to take a swing, you can't you mm. can't do that. You gotta you gotta have the ability to hold that for another two seconds, you know? Yeah. In the cart, whatever it is, walking down the fairway, I don't care, but not when I approach the ball. It, it's just I don't know. The, they pay a lot of money to go to that event. They, I mean, that's an that's an expensive event. It is.
you know, and that ticket to get in that place is steep. So, and it's because of the party environment that they've cultivated out there. Yeah. You take that stuff away, then people aren't even going to go. They're going to protest and boycott the entire event. So I don't know. I don't even know how we got to that, but I don't know, but we're going to get there next year. Oh, oh. Texas Sports Unfiltered live from the Waste Management Open. We need to be there talking all loud, (laughs) cussing. I mean, we need to go. I mean, we just, we need to be a part of that. Do a live broadcast during the actual tournament, right? I've been been there for the, for the uh, pro-am part of it. That's when Tiger kind of made his return and he was chili dipping. He chili dipped right in front of us. I was like, oh, he sucks. He's not coming back. Did you tell him that? No, he went right by us. Oh, I was too busy looking at Emmett Smith's wife. Yep, you were. You fell in love that day with oh, uh, somebody else's wife. And then you told the husband about how much you loved his wife. I didn't. I just said, hey, your 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 wife is absolutely beautiful. And he says, yeah, I'm told that a lot. You drool coming out the side. Everywhere. I was drooling on live radio back to Austin that day. Yeah, I couldn't right. talk. I was, uh, I was, was, she had her arm up over the fence looking over at our broadcast. I couldn't talk. Yeah, that hot. That's. I don't think I've ever had that happen before where I've seen someone that beautiful to where I just haven't been able to formulate a single word. That would have, Her and, and ever getting the chance to speak to Gail Sayers would have been the first time I would have not had enough to say. I would have been just clammed up. If I would have ever talked, if I had had the opportunity to, which I didn't as he, the great one passed away, I don't know if I could have had an interview with Gail Sayers. You were too attracted to Gail Sayers to be able to speak to him? To his abilities as the the greatest football player of all time. Oh, that's what it was. It was the football skills, not the looks. No. Because he went from Emmett Smith's wife to Gail Sayers, and I'm wondering which side you're playing for today. Come on, man. Not that there's anything wrong with hey, that. I'm course. just a player. I'm just that, a player. Now you're telling me you're attracted to a dead guy, so I'm not <laughs> entirely sure what's what's going on here. Oh, God. Super Bowl 58. We got plenty of Texas football and some Texas basketball to get into, plus a big night for Victor Webanyama in the NBA. But I want you to hear from Kyle Shanahan, Buck. This is uh, the post-game press conference, at least part of the post-game press conference for the losing coach in Super Bowl 58. I just kind of want to get your thoughts on what Kyle Shanahan does moving forward. Here is the lifetime longhorn. No right words right now. Um, It hurts. Everybody understands that. Uh, We knew it would hurt if it came to this, but... I'm just proud of our guys. They put themselves out there. Um, they played their tails off. They played through a lot of stuff. And it's something we got to live with, but uh, I know it's something we can handle. But, yeah, we're all pretty disappointed right now. Um, but I'm going to lose with anyone. I want to lose with those guys, man. I was okay. If you want to lose to anyone, you want to lose to those guys, man. Well, okay, well, guess what? You'll see them again if you can get there. Yeah, I mean, what what do the Niners do? Look, they're in a good spot. They opened up as the favorites to win Super Bowl yes. Fifty Nine next year. So, I mean, they, hypothetically, they're not going anywhere. They still have Brock Purdy under contract. Most of the star players that helped them win the NFC this season will be back in twenty twenty four. Is this as simple as, hey, you just run it back with what you have and hope it's good enough, or uh, do the Niners need to consider making some sweeping changes? Oh, they'll have to do some things on on the offensive line. I mean, that was a really good offensive line this year, but they can't have the pressure that they had in that game, you know. And and it and it wasn't sacks; it was pressure. It was on the quarterback. They had pressure late in that in that football game. 
And I still think that they're they're good enough with that running back and that offensive line to run the ball more. You know, they 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 just have to yeah. they have to do that. And they obviously you can't turn the ball over. I mean, certain things that just happen in games like a turnover or a fumble. That I mean, that's just gonna somebody's gonna do it in the game. Somebody's gonna cough one up. Some ball's gonna get tipped. It's gonna go the other way. You got to be able to overcome those those things. Kansas City just finds a way to overcome those things. And for me, defensively, the Kansas City Chiefs throughout the playoffs got better on defense as the game went on. They 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 just did. You know, they just reel you in. Spagnola's going to be back again. Andy Reid's coming back. Yeah, you just run it back. I mean, what else can you do with that San Francisco team? What makes them even better? You just got to pray that your your star like Debo doesn't get hurt at the end of the season. Right. You know, I mean, that's yeah, I mean that's all, that's that was a fantastic football team. And it wasn't about your quarterback. It, was it, wasn't about your, it wasn't about your wide receivers. You just came up against that dude on the other side. Well, you're going to play that dude probably again, you know, because I'm not thinking Buffalo is going to beat that group. I'm not thinking the Ravens are going to do it. As long as he's the quarterback and that's the coach and you've got the players that they have, they're going to continue to build. They're going to find spots that are going to help out Patrick Mahomes. You just got to, when you play him, you just got to, you just got to find ways to win. You, you, he, they, they can make the mistakes. You can't. They You're overcome right, man, that interception that Patrick Mahomes had in the football game. Remember, he hadn't turned the ball over during the playoffs. He's been – he was fantastic. When he got the pick, I know people were going, uh-oh, it's going to be that kind of game for that guy. He's through that pick. There'll be more to come. And guess what? He overcame a fumble and a pick and still did what he had to do. So you can't have the mistakes. They can, but you can't if you play against them, you know? You're right. I mean, I think if you would have told any Niners fan before that game that the Chiefs were going to have two turnovers, right. uh, they, they would have signed up for that in a heartbeat. It's like, all no right, doubt. sweet. We're going we're to win this football game. The problem for the Niners was, well, they had two turnovers of their own. Uh, the muffed punt proved very costly. I mean, that was the difference in the game right there. Yeah, that, that was the turning point. You could see the moment. You could feel it even as a fan. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was 10 6. The Niners had the lead at that moment. They were about to get the football back. And then instead, uh, you get the muffed punt, and then the Chiefs score on the very next play. I mean, their first offensive play of that ensuing possession, they get into the end zone and they take the lead. Like, that was massive right there. And the Chiefs' offense had struggled. I mean, they had two field goals over more than a half of football. They couldn't really find much of a rhythm to that point in the game. And you basically gave them a free touchdown with a turnover of your own. So, like you said, By the it's way, like, I never the, on the muffed punt, I never saw the original guy touch the ball. I thought it was the punt returner himself. I didn't know his teammate had touched it, it went off his ankle. I didn't realize that. And the guys from Kansas City didn't look like it either. It looked like after after the punt returner touched it is when they all started jumping on the ball. The the original touch off the off the shoe or off the ankle, I didn't really see guys react to that as much as I did the returner who actually touched the ball then, you know? Yeah. Yeah, nobody saw it. I mean, Nance and Romo on the broadcast didn't see it. I didn't see it. I thought it was Ray Ray McLeod, who's the Niners punt returner. Right. I thought he just went rogue for some reason and thought, oh, I could pick this up off the ground and maybe pick up a few yards on a return. Oh, the reason he did it, because he saw it. He was the guy that saw it hit him. Yeah, he told his guys to get out of the way. One guy didn't get far enough out of the way. And then, boom. I mean, it's, it's just bad luck. I mean... I guess you can get mad at that gunner on the Niners for being in the wrong place at the wrong time, but it's you can't just have bad luck against Kansas City. There is no, you can't have bad luck against Kansas City. I think we're all finding that out now that any, it, bad luck is going to get you a loss against 
uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and Andy Reid. That's just the way that goes. You have to play a game where it's a clean game. Those are hard to do. But I think that San Francisco team is a team that can do that. If anybody can do it, it's the 49ers. Yeah. Well, the Niners, look, I think they just run it back and, and hope sure. it's good enough. I mean, they were favored in every single game that they played this year, regular season and post. Uh, they were the number one seed in the NFC. They made it all the way to the Super Bowl. Hell, they made it to overtime, the very end of overtime in the Super Bowl. And it just wasn't good enough. So uh, their biggest free agent is probably Chase Young, a guy that they got at the trade deadline this past year. It is bad uh, best game in the Super Bowl. I know. Well, he, he realized uh, he had some money that he needed to make, so he turned yeah. it on. And Also, he was playing for a Super Bowl. That's enough motivation in itself. But yep. he was kind of up and down for San Francisco down the stretch, but he was great in that Super Bowl on Sunday. Uh, I think the Niners looked – I don't think they would have traded for him unless they planned on trying to re-sign him. So I sure. assume they'll at least try – to bring it back this offseason. But, yeah, I mean, most of the core players that uh, you saw for the Niners will be back next season. So they'll draft. They'll get uh, that safety, Hafunga, back, who tore his ACL in November. That guy yep. was uh, an all-pro in 2022 and was really good for them this year before he went down with that injury. So they'll get a little bit healthier, too, which will help. They'll miss their linebacker because they're not getting him back early in the season. No, Dre all. Greenlaw. Yeah, that's obviously a big loss, too. We'll see if Greenlaw can come back at any point. Uh, in 2024. And for yeah, the I mean, Chris Jones becomes a free agent again, and you're going to have to sign him. To me, if you want to win, he has to come back. They don't win without that guy on the defensive line. I mean, he is, I mean, I mean, he's the second best defend, defender, I think, in the National Football League. You can't let, he can't, he's going to get whatever he needs to get. And the Kansas City Chiefs going to pay him. Uh, I, I don't know how long a deal he wants. He probably would like to have about four or five years, but He's an older dude, but he is a beast in there. They need him in order yeah. to repeat, I believe. They don't win without him playing. Yeah, I mean, Chris Jones kind of held out last year into the start of training camp, and the Chiefs were able to revise a one-year contract with Chris Jones, give him a little bit of a pay bump, and that was enough to get him to come back. And right yeah. between he, uh, T.J. Watt, and Aaron Donald, that's it. You're, those are those three guys. You have to pay them their money. You have to pay Chris Jones Whatever he's looking for, it's going to be big. Pay him. Yeah, he's. Uh, you're right. He's one of the best defensive players in football right now. And that Chiefs defense is really why they won the Super Bowl, uh, yes. honestly. I mean, they only won the division during the regular season because that defense was as good as it was. That was a very pedestrian offense for the majority of the regular year. Obviously, Mahomes and Kelsey turned it on when it mattered most. And they don't win the Super Bowl without those guys doing what they did. But that defense was the strength of the Chiefs. Chris yeah. Jones is the anchor of that defense. They do. He's starting to remind me every, every year more and more. He's starting to remind me of, of um, uh, who's the big guy played for Green Bay and then played for Philadelphia White? Reggie White. Hmm. I mean, Reggie White was more of an edge than an interior defensive lineman. But he was a big edge. He was a big man. I mean, he's starting to, he looks like, I mean, he's, he's like that. I mean, he moves for a big guy inside. I mean, and he's unbelievably smart about what you're trying to do to him. He understands the way you try to block him. He understands angles and and and, and how to, to you know prevent quarter. And he sticks his hands up, and he is tall too. I mean that yeah. that's a big guy that I just don't think they win a Super Bowl without him. No, and if you're trying to repeat, you just you're not going to be able to. I don't think they win any of their Super Bowls without I Chris Jones. Probably right. He plays his best and biggest games. He plays his best games. Yeah, so for the Chiefs, yeah, you try to bring back as much of that team as you possibly can. Right. Uh, of course, they'll lose guys. That's inevitable uh, after a Super Bowl. 
But, draft, uh, draft a young receiver like they did with, with number four. You get another young guy like that, you know, who Patrick Mahomes can throw to for years to come. So, how about X or AD? If AD's there, I mean, I, that I, that is money for me. If AD Mitchell ends up there, see you for your three peat. I mean, that that's just a guy you can rely on. You know, Rice is going to be there. Pacheco is there. Kelsey will be there again. The, I mean, that offensive line. You know, you're going to have to find some guys to help out the offensive line. Some of those guys are getting a little older, but that's just a part of the game. They know what they have to do on the offensive line. They know that position more than anybody where their weaknesses are because of that quarterback. They know they have to protect him. So they'll get that taken care of. You know, and I I look at that team, and then I look back to some of the other teams like the Dallas Cowboys. What are they going to have to do? What is is Zim going to have to fix in Dallas first? Obviously, to me, it's the defensive line has to be fixed. They, They can't just run it back. I know they're going to try to just run it back. I think Jerry's going to come back and say, oh, no, we've got the pieces that we need. They've, they've got to do something defensively. The kid from Michigan, you have to find out, BK, this year, if he's going to be that guy, don't you? Yeah. I mean, they're not going to cut him after one no. year. So oh, no. there's there are certain guys that you have to run it back with. And Mozzie Smith, the Cowboys' first-round pick in 2023, is one of them. So you hope that with the year in the league – and maybe a new voice telling him what to do on defense. He can actually turn into the guy the Cowboys thought they were getting when they drafted him. Yeah, I was expecting him to be a monster right out of the gate. I wasn't. You weren't because he's from Michigan? Yeah, because he's a cheater. And I've got PTSD (laughs) from the Taco Charlton draft pick. You know, the last time the Cowboys took an offensive lineman out of Michigan in the first round, it it was a total flop, and they could have had T.J. Watt instead. Uh, I was too upset that the Bills had traded in front of the Cowboys to take Dalton Kincaid, the tight end out of Utah, who had a great year for them. Now, of course, the Cowboys came out on draft night and were like, oh, we wanted Mozzie Smith all along. You know, even if Kincaid was there, we weren't. Yes, it was one of those. How did that work out? And I don't know if that's true or if it's not. I guess it could be true. But uh, yeah, Kincaid had a very impressive rookie season. And uh, Mozzie Smith spent a lot of his on the bench. So not quite as impressive. Yeah, they got to fix their defensive line. You know, they just got to be able to stop the run. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other, other than that, offensively, I don't know. You got to find a running back. Um, we'll, we'll get into the Cowboys a little bit later because uh, I've got some interesting audio from Adam Schefter about okay. uh, somebody the Cowboys were considering hiring as their defensive coordinator instead of Mike Zimmer because that Mike Zimmer deal finally got done yesterday. But even though there were reports last week, there are still apparently some conversations happening behind the scenes with the Cowboys and some other candidates. So I uh, want to get your thoughts on that. We can get okay. into more of what the Cowboys need to do this offseason. Definitely want to talk some Texas Longhorn football because FanDuel released its uh, over-under for the Horns in 2024. But before we transition to college football, Buck, how about some love to some of our great sponsors? How about Relax the Back, folks? I love Relax the Back. Sitting in my Relax the Back chair right now. And I'm loving it. And for over 20 years, I have loved this chair, as a matter of fact. And folks, right now, there are great uh, great opportunities for you. The zero-gravity recliners that relax the back, the Tempur-Pedic uh, mattresses and the Tempur-Pedic pillows that they had, the human-scale office chairs, desk, and all the accessories that you need to make your life just a little easier as you are sitting around and trying to relax. And it's going to help your lumbar area, your thoracic area, your shoulders, your back, the whole works if you head over to relax the back like I have. Two locations, BK's at the Hill Country Gallery across from Whole Foods and in uh, North Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. Do live pain-free like the buck at Relax 
the back. Yes, indeed. Today's Fat Tuesday, Buck. Oh, you mean Big Tuesday? Because I'm the big man because I'm still sugar-free, 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 sugar-free today. It still makes no sense. You're losing weight because you have abandoned sugar. You can't be the big man if you're not consuming stuff that makes you big. Yeah, that is right. I did weigh myself, and, you know, I'm trying to get to be 165, 162. And now I've weighed less since I've been off the sugar. I, even though I'm eating more, I'm having more protein, why am I, why am I going down? Shouldn't I be going up? And the sugar, the sugar's bad for me, though. Yeah, well. Why is Dr. Trey not explaining that I need some sugar in me? It's bad for you. I need some sugar you. in my riches, you know? Yeah, a lot of foods with sugars also have a lot of fat and a lot of calories, and that stuff's going to, you know, make you fatter. So you abandon unhealthy foods like that, and it's going to put you in the spot that you're in as the little man. Wow. Yeah, you're like Kyler Murray, dude. No, no. I'm, I don't want to be that guy. Mm -hmm. I want to be the big man like Usher. That's who I want to be. I want to be like Usher. There you go. Well, you, and again, he's only 45 years old. You I'm do still, a little, that dude was moving for a 45-year-old man. Yeah, he's still got the moves, man. Wow. He's always been a great dancer. That's working yeah. out, too. That, that doesn't, you don't just pop out of bed like that. You know what I'm saying? That dude is working out to, to, to keep up that, the stamina that he has. I wonder what his cardio workout. I bet you I can get that done. There's no chance you could do what Usher's cardio workout is. Are you serious? Positive. I mean, that guy's well, I walked like, two miles the other day. Yeah, okay. I think he does more than walk two miles to look like that. The guy's 25 years younger than you. Like, that's not a shot at you. That's just how it goes, you know? That's just how the body works? Yeah, that's how it usually works. That guy's done a great job of staying in shape, clearly. That dude couldn't take the hits that I took, though. I'm here to tell you, if you popped your shirt off in front of uh, millions of people watching, they would not have had the same reaction as uh, the ladies at my Super Bowl party did. Oh! When Usher did the same. <laughs> oh, hide your eyes. Change the channel. Where's the remote? Where's the kids? Hide the kids. Oh, my oh, God. Man. Hey, if you're doing any, uh, if you want a drink to celebrate, Fat Tuesday today. Altstadt Beer is the perfect beer to accompany your Mardi Gras celebrating today. And Altstadt Beer is the perfect beer for any occasion, whatever you're celebrating. Or maybe you're drinking to forget something. It does not matter. Altstadt, the best beer that you can find all throughout the great state of Texas. It's all over the Austin area, all over the Metroplex, all over Houston, all over San Antonio as well. And it's growing even more with damn good reason. It is a damn good beer. This stuff is selling like king cakes. There you go. There you uh, go. Altstadt is fantastic, brewed with just four ingredients, no additives, no preservatives. In any of the Altstadt family of beers, you can taste the difference. You can feel the difference the next day. I'm telling you, one sip and you won't go back to the other beers that you have been drinking in the past. It's Altstadt beer, no impurities, no regrets. And a place Good for you to Woods Comfort Systems too there, BK. You know, that heater popped on. It was 38 degrees last night. That heater came on, smooth as silk. Nothing coming out of the vents. You know, I've... I've got the contract with them twice a year when they come by. Everything is smooth running here thanks to Woods Comfort System. So if your heaters, if you're having some problems with your heater, or maybe next week when I see some temperatures in the 70s, the mid-70s, and that air conditioner pops on, you may want to call Woods Comfort System, especially if that, that old son of a gun you have at the house may be clanking and cluttering and all up. It's not going to happen at Woods Comfort Systems. Love those folks. 68 years of service in Central Texas. Absolutely. Yep. The best HVAC and plumbing service plumbing. you can find. Wags. 
woodscomfortsystems.com. And uh, you didn't mention this, Buck, but the light behind me has been fixed. Good job by you. Yep, the maintenance guy came in. It wasn't a Woods Comfort Systems guy. They probably would have laughed at me if I asked them to come replace my light bulb. But the maintenance team has come through at the apartment. So we're back, baby, just like that. Dude, they're, they're expecting 8 to 13 inches of snow this morning in Pennsylvania. Yikes. Good luck. Yep. Yep. That's, Good uh, luck. I, don't know, I don't know if Woods Comfort Systems is going to go f- help their heater up there. A little too far for them. I don't think they want to mess with that. Oh. All right, man. I'm going to pull up the 2024 Texas Longhorn football schedule. We are 200 days away from Texas. 200 from Texas opening up the season against Colorado State on August 31st here in Austin. And FanDuel, one of the big sports books out there, has released its over-under for regular season wins for the Texas Longhorn football team in 2024. Of course, Texas, like everybody else, plays 12 games in the regular season. The Vegas over-under buck has been set at 10 and a half. Wow. Meaning for Texas to hit the over, they can only lose one game in the regular season. Obviously, anything more than that would uh, qualify as the under for Texas. And the under is a slight favorite. You get a little bit more money uh, if you bet the over, if you're willing to go bold on Texas in 2024. So I ask you, taking a look at the 12 games the Longhorns have on their regular season slate, over 10 and a half wins or under 10 and a half wins? I'm going to go under. Okay. I, I will go with the under. Where are you at right now? Yeah, I mean, I see potentially two losses. Well, I, I do, I see one, two, you know what? And I'm not, I'm not as scared as the, uh, of the Georgia game at home as I thought I would be, but that second game with Michigan, Michigan is Michigan. It's at the big house. I Early on the road, I wish that game was a little bit later. I mean, anything goes there playing against the cheaters. You know, they'll have every, they'll have all the Sark stuff by then. Well, remember what the narrative was this year when Texas beat Alabama in week two on the road. Yes. It was, thank God we got them early. And all the national folk were like trying to discredit that win for Texas. It's like, well, Bama wasn't even good at that time they got so much better and if they played again texas would have no chance it's like i didn't buy any of that but it was good that texas got alabama early like jalen milrow did get better as the year went along so i I think it's great that texas has michigan in week two because michigan's replacing a head coach they're replacing a quarterback they're replacing a, a ton of starters yeah all five offensive linemen are going to be new like and Texas has more returning starters than any playoff team. They get the coach back. They get the quarterback back. I I'd almost rather play Michigan in Week One. Yeah, and this is a team that's not worried about road games anymore. They they they're really good. They kind of come together on the road pretty well. So yeah, yeah. I I just see the Georgia and the Michigan game. You know, Florida's gonna they're gonna suck as usual. Texas A and M mud hole stomping at the end of the season. And OU, same thing. They're going to get theirs without that quarterback running around that lefty, running all over Texas defense. So, and I wasn't I, as as well as some people thought the the freshman who came in there, who's probably going to be the starter for Oklahoma, how well he'll do in kind of year two. I don't think so. I didn't see anything that made me think he's a great one. So, mm. 
Yeah, Jackson Arnold, the former five-star recruit out of the Denton area. He uh, he played that game against Arizona, the Alamo Bowl that Oklahoma lost, and you had six turnovers in that game. I thought Arnold made some good throws. He showed some arm talent, but sure. uh, obviously the turnovers, some of them not his fault, but still way, way too many. Yeah, I feared, the lefty. I, I feared the lefty. I mean, we went into that game last year talking about that kid at quarterback, which I still think people underestimated him in that game. Sure. I he, and, and, and he just, he proved the ones that didn't think he was that good wrong. Now, he wasn't great all year, but Damn, in that particular game, I thought he was going to be great, and he was. So, yeah, I don't feel. Well, Dylan Gabriel, Dylan Gabriel was a known, right? Like we had seen him yeah. in college football for years at Oklahoma, uh, at UCF. Like that guy has been there, done that, and he played in a number of big games over the course of his career. Uh, yeah, Jackson Arnold, it'll be his first year as a starter. So that game against Oklahoma will be like his seventh or eighth career start. Obviously, his first ever Texas OU game. Meanwhile, Quinn Ewers will be going into his third. Texas OU game, assuming he's healthy enough to start against OU. So yeah, I mean, look, I, Texas, Texas will be favored, and that's that's the theme here. Like Texas was favored in what eleven of the twelve games. Yeah, hell, if you include the Big Twelve title and the college football playoff, Texas was favored in thirteen of the fourteen games that they played in last year. Uh, I, I expect Texas to be favored in eleven, maybe twelve. Like, the only game I think Texas would be an underdog right now is the game against Georgia. Yep. Yeah. Because we've already seen the opening line for the Michigan game, and even though it's in Ann Arbor, Texas is favored. And I don't think that is going to change unless a disaster happens against Colorado State in week one. But I look at all of these other games, like even though A&M's on the road, even though Arkansas is on the road, even though Oklahoma beat Texas last year. I never have a good feeling about Arkansas. No matter who the quarterback is, who the coach is, that's just – that becomes a – you better be ready to buckle it up. And it doesn't matter how bad they are, but when they play Texas, something happens for some odd reason. So that one is a little bit of a worry. I, I sure. think, as you said, uh, the Michigan game, I'd probably, I, I'd probably be less worried about, except for that's the, that's, that's the national champ. So that's, I expect the champs not to want to give it up that easy, but they lose just so many people. Yeah. And of course they're not going to want to lose that game. I mean, it's, Look, I, I, I've made the comparison to 2020 LSU a few times. Michigan's not going to be that bad. But I was, like, so confident in Texas being able to go on the road into Death Valley, super hostile environment early in the season, and being able to beat LSU because they lost so much right. in that national title team, which was better than this year's Michigan championship team, oh, by yeah. the way. Uh, I was like, man, Texas is going to go in there and win that game because Texas has a bunch of guys coming back, and LSU does not. Of course, we never got that game because of COVID. But once again, Michigan in 2024, not going to be as bad as 2020 LSU. But I feel I feel good about that game. I get it. It's on the road, defending yeah. champs, big house, whatever. Cheaters, the whole that's, world. That's like there, there are two or three other games on the schedule that uh, actually fear me more than that Michigan game does on September 7th. Well, yeah, then the other game would be Arkansas. From that point on, the last one against A&M, the rivalry's back. You're there, you know, no matter how bad they are. They could be real bad, though. You realize that. Under Elko, as much as people like Mike Elko, that team could still be really bad by that by that last game. Those sure. guys would be wanting to get the hell out of there. I think Arkansas is going to be worse than a and I mean, I, Arkansas might have a new coach by the time Texas plays. They may fire Pittman. They may fire him during this season. Yeah. You're right. Because there were a lot of Arkansas fans who wanted him yeah. gone this offseason. They decided to give him another year. 
hell, it, it could be a situation where, like, that game, Texas at Arkansas on November 16th is the game yeah. that maybe seals Sam Pittman's fate, right? If he wins that game, we saw it with Cliff Kingsbury at Tech That's a few true. years ago. Right. He, got, he got an extra year just because he beat Texas. Like, Arkansas fans hate the Longhorns so much that maybe that is the game that could make or break Sam Pittman's future there. I don't expect Arkansas to be good at all. I'm not saying that's an easy win because the last two times we've played Arkansas, things have gone horribly, horribly wrong, and they're going to be amped up, and that atmosphere is going to be absolutely bonkers. But, I mean, Arkansas, I think Arkansas is going to be worse than A&M, so hopefully Texas can – hopefully they win both of those, but that'd be a bad loss if they slip up in Fayetteville. Okay, well then you you're you're still just looking at one. I'm I'm saying two. I'm not I'm not saying it'll it'll be a horrible season, but I think there's possibly two losses there. What are your two right now? I mean, you've mentioned four or five games that okay, well, uh, give you. It, it would be obviously it would be Georgia. Uh, I'll take the Michigan out of there. I I, I agree. I, there's just too many. There's just too many players missing from that Michigan team. You know, they got the new coach that they love on. He'll be crying. You know, he'll be very sentimental playing in the University of Texas, you know, Texas for their first time at the big house. He'll be crying and the team will be crying, too, but they'll be cheating also. So um, I, I would say that Georgia and Arkansas, I'm going to put Arkansas in there. I just don't wow. have a good, good vibe about them. I just never have a good vibe, Texas and Arkansas. That physical beating that Texas took there a couple of years ago, just it just was it was so bad. Mm -hmm. It was I mean, so bad. Everything is so different, though, right? I, I mean, for both teams. And it was a different coach. or oh, yeah. I guess it was first year Sark, but it was uh, different quarterbacks and first year Sark. And uh, obviously, this Texas team is a hell of a lot better. And that Arkansas team, I think, is a hell of a lot worse right now. So. Yeah, I mean, they won't have their big – that big quarterback's no longer there who runs around. He's done, I believe. Yeah, K.J. Jefferson. Yeah, that dude can't come back. Well, I mean, quarterbacks come back for as many years as they want to play in college. So, uh, I yeah, think he I, I don't see anything, yeah, I don't see anything else. I mean, like I said, Oklahoma—that's one that you always worry about. But I really don't this year. It's Texas yeah. going to win that game. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I always worry about that game. I was worried about it last year, even though Texas had beaten OU forty-nine to nothing two years ago. And, um, you know, anything can happen in that game, right? You throw the records out the window. You throw the spread out the window. You drop nine guys on defense in a two-minute yeah. drill. That's what you do. Yeah, let's maybe not do that again this year. Hopefully, PK has learned a little something from that game. But, now Texas will be favored. And that's why, like, the 10-and-a-half number is very high. It's one of the highest over-unders in all of college football this year. Yep. But, once again, I mean, Texas is probably going to be favored in 11 games this year so to see 10 and a half as the number shouldn't surprise you too much and it's it's cool it's exciting texas hasn't had a vegas win total like this since probably 2009 maybe 2010 so that's that just goes to show you that it's not just texas fans who feel good about this team like vegas doesn't like losing money they're not just putting a random ass number out there You're for right. the sake of uh, appeasing texas fans no like they're trying to win and they feel like uh no that's a number that's going to, to maybe net them some money so um yeah i mean I, I would go under as well I'm by the way you're going nine you you just said you picked two losses what what do you mean you're going nine where's the third loss you you, you just changed within the last minute yeah. and a half i mean if they lose not if they lose nine if they lose nine uh-oh 
if they only win nine, then I mean they're not no, making the playoffs. playoffs. We're getting to that, so I, I, I okay. I don't know why Michigan still keeps coming up in my mind in week two. I, all the things that you're saying are right. I mean, when you got to replace the entire offensive line and your quarterback, but I did see that big dude running the ball. They're not going to have they're they're not going to lose to Michigan. Okay, how's ten sound? Ten all right. I'm worried in two minutes you're going to say you're saying eight. Ten. Ten wins or ten losses? Ten wins. Okay. That's where I'm at right now, too. Yeah, I would take the under right now. Um, But I don't think the number is outlandish. I think there are a lot of Longhorn fans who would actually take the over at this moment in time. But I would go – I'd go 10-2 and as well. Uh, Georgia obviously freaks me out a little bit. And, hell, maybe Texas would get another opportunity to play Georgia in an SEC championship game if uh, things worked out that way. And both teams took care of the rest of their business. And I don't know where that other loss is coming from, man. Like, well, you'll find out about the Longhorns very early in week two about what their defensive line is going to look like losing the guys that they've lost on the inside against yep. Michigan because I don't care if they replace five. They got four others that are probably pretty good on the offensive line. Sure. Yeah, Michigan is replacing all five starters on its offensive line. So, no, it's good to get them early. And hopefully, look, Texas has experience there. They've got a couple of fifth-year starters on the interior of that defensive line. They brought in Tia Savea from Arizona, who started yeah. a number of games. And I've seen one of their starters play for four years. Yeah, well, he had his best year this past season. So hopefully he can have an even better year this season. I mean, I'm not telling you Alfred Collins is going to be Devondre Sweat. If that's the bar that you're holding him to, then... No, I'm not. I can't, I can't do that. I, yeah. I don't even know who I can hold him to. I can just hold him to what I've seen from him before. And if he's a little bit better, that's a good thing. But if yeah. he's the same, that's not a good thing. No, no. Fourth or fifth year. No, that won't be the, that won't be good enough. Texas needs more from him. Yeah, where's that second loss coming from for Texas? I'm having a tough time. It's just going to be a slip-up, right? It's a game that they're expected to win, and they got away with some close ones this year now. Like, well, that second one is, is the one that you always think of. It's, it's the OU, you know, it's the battle up in Dallas. That's, you know, because anything happens there. I mean, I don't see the Vandys of the world or – God, if they lose to Vanderbilt, I'm going to lose. Florida, my mind. you know, Florida. No. Is Mississippi State on the road? No, that's here. Okay, thank goodness. It's 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 Arkansas or A and M, man. One of those two games. I can't decide which one it, it is right now. And God, it'd be such a disappointing loss to lose to either of those two. Oh, to lose to Elko in the first year? No, yeah. they won't. Right? No. I don't know. No, 10 wins sounds good. Yeah, I'm having a tough time picking the second loss, though, even though I'm saying 10 wins. But I'll take well, the under. You might as well go ahead and put Michigan in there. Don't be afraid to put Michigan because they are the defending champs. No, I feel better about beating Michigan they, than I do. They have have them. Really? Yep. They're not losing to Michigan. Just get it in your head. They are not losing to Michigan. All right, it's... I don't know if I'm going to be entering the five to 10,000 unit play game next year because, for the record, I was undefeated on those Gold Star locks. Oh, oh that's right. I only made one all year, and it was Lil John showing up at the halftime show. It didn't even oh, involve the oh, game. Crush that. But I did get that one right. That was easy. Now, ignore all the rest of my picks that I had on the midday show with Trey, but none of those were Gold Star locks. By the way, what do you have to do? Aren't you, aren't you like, do you have to shave stuff? Uh, I have to shave stuff. I have to get my chest waxed. Someone has to do the shaving 
slash waxing for me. Man. Yeah, that's going to happen probably in a couple of weeks. I got to find a way to grow some chest hair first. Just tape it from my head somewhere else on the rest of my body. You should have done it with that mustache and had that thing ripped off with some wax when you had that thing going for you. God, that would burn. That would burn a lot. I mean, it'd be way quicker than the chest wax because it's just one little strip and then it's done. Then it, it didn't it work like when you get waxed, you can't grow hair there for a while. Not that I grow the I mustache they, year I, round, but I don't know. I've never been, I never had anything pulled from the roots out. I mean, maybe, maybe that's what does it, or that just gets to the that just gets to the top of the skin. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been, I, I, and I'm not a waxer. You need to understand that things have changed a little bit, but I'm not a waxer yet. So you're a bleacher, right? I'm a bleacher. <laughs> I'm a bleacher, not a waxer. You're still yeah, doing that yeah. uh, anal stuff. Hey, it's good. The sun shines. You know what I mean? Go to Hippie yeah. Hollow, lay on a rock, let that when's sun last, shine, brother. When's the last time you've done that? When the, uh, the second year when I came to Austin, I went there and laid out because I had heard about the place and laid on a rock. Really? I wasn't into the bleaching part of it. it took me a while after that. I'm afraid to ask what kind of stuff that you saw when you were out there. Not very, not what I thought I was going to see. You saw a lot, but it was nothing you yeah, wanted no. to see? No, no. And I'm glad the people that were on the boats were way down where I really couldn't see because that wasn't all that that good either. I could, I could just tell that was that was not what I thought. It wasn't the place that you think it's going to be. No, never is. You get oh, so excited you know, when you hear about new really old hippies. I was a young man when I came. That was 30 years ago, so I was younger. When I got out there, the old hippies were still out there running around with the big bush and everything else. It was it was different. Hmm. That's what you saw, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you get excited when you hear about nude beaches or nude anything, and then you go there, yeah. and it's like, ah, I should have just stayed at home. Yeah, and especially if you think you're the featured attraction at a place like that, then you really got a problem. Yeah. You're, you're not the featured attraction. Here's some advice for you, Buck. No, the anal and the tanal, no thanks. Don't do that. Anal and the tanal. Yeah, don't mess with that stuff. That's that's natural causes. I did did post a poll on YouTube because apparently you can do that now. Okay. I posted a poll yesterday asking Longhorn fans what they thought of the over-under of 10.5 wins. And about 80% of Texas fans picked the over on that number oh they're excited man this is a this is an exciting time i mean i i just thought last year they had to win as many games as they won and going into the sec no matter what no matter if they made the playoffs or not they had to win those games or remember i kept on saying they will go into that conference as mississippi state or mississippi they're better than both yeah well big big difference between those two teams mississippi just won a new year's six bowl last year mississippi state has a first year head coach so yeah Texas is closer to Mississippi, but they're also ahead of, I think, where Ole Miss is yes. right now. I believe they uh, are into this conference, yes. Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss has a chance to be the third or the fourth best team in the Big 12 this and year. Texas has to continue to move up and stay right with Georgia and Alabama in this conference yeah. over the next, you know, three to five years because eventually somebody's coming into Florida and somebody who's going who can coach is going to get a good job and going to turn that thing around. Sure. I, don't know, I don't know if it's the dude that's there right now, but right now they got nothing going for them. 
and now's the time for Texas, right? I mean, there, there's so much going in Texas's favor right now, and it also kind of feels like, yeah, there is a little bit of an opening in the college football world. Now, Georgia's a problem, right? Like, Georgia could be in the middle of a dynasty. I know they didn't win it last year, but they'd won it the two previous years. They're going to be the number one team in the country. Yeah, so they're going to stay in it for a while. Yeah, they've got the best coach, and Kirby Smart's young, right? Like, people aren't asking when Kirby Smart's going to hang him up like they were for Nick Saban. No. Uh, these last few years. Uh, obviously, Carson Beck is back. He's like the Heisman favorite with Quinn Ewers and Jalen Milrow at quarterback. So, yeah, George is a problem. That There's still something you have to deal with. But, I mean, you look at Alabama replacing a coach. Look at Michigan replacing a coach. Uh, a lot of the other teams that have been just the dominating in college football in recent years, they've got some questions. Ohio State, uh, you know, Ryan Day, people aren't sure about him. They're going to be breaking in a new quarterback and a new offensive coordinator. Like this, this feels like the time for Texas to uh, make sure that it can replicate what it did last year. I would year. agree. I agree 100%. Because none of this, none of this is easy, but it feels easier now than it has been in recent seasons. So, uh, strike while the iron is hot would be the advice for. No, you don't want to be, have a good year and end up like Notre Dame because they're going to struggle again. They'll be looking for another quarterback. I mean, just it's just on and on with with certain groups. You know, the Floridas of the world, the Notre Dames of the world. They may have a 10-win season, but then the next thing you know, they're 8-4, and four, and they're back to the way they were. And I don't think Texas wants to look in that kind of direction. That's why I think, as you said, two losses are about it. Yeah. You get yeah. three to four, and now you got a problem again. I mean, look, anything short of the college football playoff next year will be a disappointment, right? Like, you could maybe say that if there were only four teams in the CFP, because I think Texas is going to open up as a preseason top three team. Like, my guess mm -hmm. is, Georgia's going to be number one. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I would guess Ohio State's going to be number two. Uh, I honestly thought at this time last week, Texas would have been number two. But because I, Ohio State was able to get Chip Kelly as its offensive wow. coordinator. And we, didn't, we didn't talk about that. They were going to hire Bill O'Brien. And then Bill O'Brien went to take the head coaching job at your alma mater, Boston College. Sorry about that, Buck. That yeah, sucks. Really. And then instead, yeah, Ohio State pivots and they get Chip Kelly to leave his job as the head coach at UCLA to go be the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. So because of that name, like I think Ohio State now is going to be number two. But I, I don't think Texas falls out of the top three. So we're talking about a 12-team playoff here. If Texas opens up number three and they don't make a 12-team postseason, then, yeah, serious disappointment. Yeah, I mean, Chip Kelly taking that gig from coming from a Power 5 team and and then going into the conference that to be the deep uh, to be the the offensive coordinator that didn't make much sense. If he's going to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL, that was different for me. But to go and be the guy there into the conference that his group is going to go then play in is yeah. the team. That was just a, that was just a weird just a weird cat. That's that's just a weird move. You don't see that happen very often, do you? No. Where a guy leaves his post as a head coach, especially at a Power 5 school, to take right. an offensive coordinator job at a different Power 5 school. That's weird, but I think it goes to show you kind of what UCLA is as a program. Uh, I remember, you know, before UCLA beat USC this past year, there were rumors that said Chip Kelly was going to get fired. And then he went out and beat the, their biggest rival. And then I guess that was enough for him to keep his job, but he might be thinking, dude, the writing's on the wall. I'm a dead coach walking, or it's just, hey, UCLA, we haven't been doing that. He was still going to be their coach this year, right? 
Well, they there were reports that they were going to fire him. I bet if he lost to USC, they would have fired him. But then they're like, oh, shit, this would be a bad look. We actually had a decent year. We just beat our biggest rival. Why would we fire? Well, that's what I was saying. After they won that game, he was staying, right? I mean, it was his job again. They were gonna, he had another year. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he was the, like he literally left UCLA to be the offensive coordinator at Ohio State, a team in the same conference, like you said. So I don't that know what the reasoning is. That doesn't make any sense to me. But UCLA, I mean, that's a tough place to win, dude. And they couldn't win in the Pac-12. Now they're going to the Big Ten. Like, I think Chip Kelly's like, dude, I'm, I, and I don't think Chip Kelly likes recruiting very much. Now, obviously, if you're a coordinator, you still have to recruit, but it's not the same as when you're a head coach. So I don't know if this is Kelly just trying to position himself for a better head coaching job somewhere else, or if he just doesn't want to recruit and wants to stay at Ohio State for a while. Either dude, way, it was weird. That dude was at two places. I mean, he was in Westwood in California, where if you just get a guy on your campus, you ought to be able to to get some some studs there at UCLA, just being on that campus and where that area is. And then where he's at Oregon, he didn't have to do anything. He had Phil Knight's money. Right. Well, I think he I think he had a little bit more energy at Oregon because he was younger, number one. Number two, there wasn't NIL or the transfer portal at Oregon. So, you know, the, some of the stuff that has leveled the playing field, like Phil Knight's money has always been there. Now, every not everyone, but a few other teams are spending Phil Knight-type money right now in college football. And, I mean, West, Westwood's not an easy place to win, Buck. UCLA doesn't have a lot of football history. They're second fiddle in that city. Like, they're not even the biggest. Like, you got to compete because everyone's going into California and stealing recruits right now, including yes. Texas. But, yeah, you're second fiddle to USC in your own hometown, basically. So that's that's never been, like, I, I get it's a beautiful campus. It's a great academic school. They've been a power conference school forever. But no one has really proven the ability to consistently win in football at UCLA. And what a place, man. If you yeah. just get the right couple players there, you know, you get the quarterback right at UCLA. That's just, just a weird deal for Chip Kelly, even if you had only a year left. I mean, come on, man. You're going to go be the offensive coordinator at a, at a possible sinking ship. You better change that in a hurry. Right. You better not lose to Michigan again. Maybe he's thinking that if uh, Ryan Day gets fired, then he could oh, be. Yeah which I, I have a tough time believing that, right? It feels like Ryan Kelly and Chip, uh, Ryan Kelly, Ryan Day and Chip Kelly's success are sort of tied together. I would say. At, at this point, it feels like if Day loses his job, Kelly probably does too. But I don't know. He he wanted out. Well, if you saw Chip, Chip Kelly left where he was at UCLA to go to be the coach at Boston College, I could get that even more so than what's going on now. Ooh. You know, you stayed a power, I, I mean, you're, you're stayed a power five, but you're the head coach. You're not a damn coordinator with, with Ryan Day because that's that's a dangerous situation. I know you got everything that you want at Ohio State, but that's still a that's a dangerous place right now, Ohio State. If they can't beat Michigan, if they if they don't make it to the playoffs, that's going to be a problem. They have to make it to the playoffs this year. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they absolutely do. And we'd be saying that if it was still a four teamer, but now that it's yes. twelve, yeah, zero question. And they've got to beat Michigan too. Uh, they've got to make some noise this year because Ryan Day has not proven a whole lot to me. I know he made the playoff two years ago. Uh, I think he had the best team in the country two years ago when Georgia oh, won. Yeah. Ohio State nearly beat Georgia. They had a chance at the game-winning field goal at the buzzer. They was missed the, it. Did they lose to Notre Dame that year, or was it last year they lost to Notre Dame? Uh, no, they didn't lose last year until Michigan. Okay. And then they lost to Mizzou in the Cotton well, the Bowl. The year before, day. they may have lost to Notre Dame early. I don't care about uh yeah 
two years ago, three years ago. I can't remember when that was. But the biggest issue is Michigan. They they have to beat Michigan this year because Harbaugh's gone and Michigan's replacing way more than Ohio State is. And yeah, uh, part of me thinks Ryan Day should have already been fired. As crazy as that sounds, yes. if they don't have a great year this year, he will get get fired. But that's it's good for him. He lucked out because Bill O'Brien. That's a disaster waiting to happen. But to get Chip Kelly instead of Bill O'Brien as your offensive coordinator, like that's you like huge. that better, huh? Yeah, that is huge for him. No one's taking your Boston College job. That gig. Oh no, Bill O'Brien's trying to set it up so he can get back to Penn State. Maybe. Yeah, y'all's head coach just left to be a coordinator in the NFL. Another weird move. Yeah, that's. Uh, but that's not as weird as Chip Kelly's move. Uh it's close. It's close. Yeah, it's close. I don't know. So there you go. We'll get uh, more into Texas football because Eli Manning had some interesting comments about his nephew Arch. This is from Super Bowl Radio Row last week, and I want to play these for the people. I know some Texas fans are tired of uh, talking about the whole Arch Manning transfer rumor, but this blew up on social media last week, and a lot of Texas fans were commenting on it. So I want to play the sound for you, Buck, and for some of our people out there. But before we do that, another shout-out. Yeah, for our good friends at Texas Orthopedics, if you're seeking that specialized patient-focused orthopedic care, contact the experts at Texas Orthopedics. Their physicians offer surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults alike, folks. Spinal care, sports medicine, trauma care, joint replacement, rheumatology, and more. Say hello to Dr. Christopher Daney and Dr. Christopher Stockton. They are dedicated orthopedic surgeons, and their goal is to get you back into good health and give you that great quality of life that you deserve. Texas Orthopedics is the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of Texas. For more information, go to TXOrtho.com. Absolutely. And how about a word from our man, Tom McKay of Audio Visual Consultations? This is Tom McKay, owner of Audio Visual Consultations, and we'd like to take a moment to thank all of our clients for making the last 25 years both fun and fruitful. For those of you who have not experienced our services yet, we'd like to invite you to give us a try for all of your home electronics needs. We take care of everything from surround sound home theaters and distributed audio to computer networks, home surveillance systems, to a new television in the living room or bedroom. And we come to you. There's no need to leave your home to find great pricing and incomparable service. No traffic, inexperienced sales geeks, or pushy showroom tactics. Just give us a call and we'll visit you at your home or business to take a look at what you really need. Just relax, hug your kids, and smile. We make your electronics and life simpler to manage. So give us a call and discover what over 7,000 families and businesses already have. Audiovisual Consultations is the easiest, most complete way to enjoy today's electronics. Call us at 512-255-8678. That's 512-255-8678 or online at avconsultations.com. Mm-hmm. Up to 35 years, actually going on 36 years Very now. Boy, I'm excited. My my niece is getting all these. She's a junior in high school in Pennsylvania, getting all these acceptance letters to schools. Of course, her sister went to West Virginia. I don't know how that happened in my family. My other sister went to Boston College. And now my niece got an acceptance deal to, to West Virginia and some other schools. And I don't know how I tried to talk. Her, her mom went to West Virginia. You know, her dad went to West Virginia. I'm trying my best to talk her at it. Why would she go to Morgantown? I mean, I mean, really? I mean, I got to talk her out of that deal, don't I? 
She doesn't yeah. understand. I think she sees, you know, her mom's a very successful person and her dad, even though they went to that place to school, they stumbled into to Morgantown, probably drunk one night together or something. I can't let my niece, I can't let that happen, can I? I gotta well, that, answered, that answered my first question. I was like, why is there such an attachment to West Virginia? But if her parents went there, then okay, that checks out. Um, yeah, it feels like there are better schools out there. I don't think you my know. niece is a moonshiner, you know what I mean? Right, a couch burner? <laughs> Maybe a couch burner. Next time you go visit, if she's burning a couch, then she belongs <laughs> in Morgan oh, Town. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, congrats. That's a big deal getting into any accredited university like that. That's, that's an accredited cool university? You think uh, that is? Maybe credited. Maybe I should leave out the accredited. I don't that know if it gets... Accredited. You I'm can not get sure they can... Credits. You can gather credits there. I don't know if they could spell accredited in West Virginia. Oh, but uh, no, exciting for her, exciting for you and your family. And... Um, Hopefully, for your sake, she gets acceptances into different schools. Let's go to BC and get it over with. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, get some scholarship schools. money and then let your mom and dad and then pay the rest of it. That's the is way B- that is. BC private? BC is a private school, yeah. I mean, that, that costs what three times as much as West Virginia, then, right? Yeah, it costs as much to go to BC as it does to go to Harvard. What? Yes. Wow. Okay, don't go to BC then. <laughs> go to Harvard instead. Yeah, go to Harvard instead. Hell, go to West Virginia instead. That ain't worth paying that much to go to Boston. Yeah, you don't want to be like the buck. Look what this education has done for me. Not a whole lot. You're stuck working with me, and that sucks for you. It's the uh, best life. I'm living the best life. I'm very happy. This is wonderful. Good. That's what matters. Love hearing that, but... Yeah, uh, don't don't go to a place where Bill O'Brien is your head football coach. That's going to be my biggest argument, not only for football players who are considering BC, but just for students who are hoping to have a half decent football program while they are a college student. Don't go. I coached in thirty years, and I should have made a run for that gig before they hired that dude. Dude, I would have had more faith in you than Bill O'Brien. Not even kidding. Like, just wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's that bad. He's that dumb, and he treats people that poorly, too. So He's had uh, to learn. I mean, do you remember when Bill O'Brien was at Penn State? Do you know he he's, he kind of saved the Penn State program for really going in the in, in the shitter when all that stuff happened with Jopa? Sure. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, that, that. they loved him. They, I mean, he left there. He thought the time was, the, the getting was good. He should have stuck around for a couple more years and got Penn State football because they would they probably flip right now and take him over James Franklin. Oh, I mean, Tom's have worn thin with James Franklin, and that I guy wins, and he wins. I know. I mean, look, it was an impossible, a next to impossible situation that Bill O'Brien walked into in Happy Valley. But in two years there, he was eight and four and seven and five. How about the, yes, I mean, and they Penn love State's, the dude. Penn State's winning ten or eleven games a season right now. I know. With James like Franklin, I, I know. I, dude, I don't think James Franklin's a good coach, but I'd rather have him than Bill O'Brien. I would. And he's also not a piece of shit. <laughs> like, okay, maybe if you want to make an argument that Bill O'Brien is as good of a coach as James Franklin, I'd listen. I wouldn't agree with you, but I'd listen to it. But, you know, you don't hear stories about James Franklin just pissing people off left and right like you do with Bill O'Brien. 
You know, Alabama fans hate that dude. Obviously, Texans fans. I saw it firsthand. Like he is so hated down there in Houston, and he had some success there too. Yeah, you're right. That's first right. First ever division titles in franchise history were won by Bill O'Brien. First playoff games in franchise history were won by Bill O'Brien. Like he did some things right as a head coach, but obviously towards the end it all fell apart. He got a bunch of power that he never should have gotten, and he just started treating people the wrong way. And he had this just smug. You know, if you thought Tom Herman was smug and rash, I, let me introduce you to Bill O'Brien because that's who he was yeah. times two. Or you really had to rub people the wrong way to be, you know, to get that job in Houston and doing some of the things he did and just piss people off the way he did. I mean, it sounded like he just talked poorly about people and individuals and just was a bad guy. He went after the fans in Houston. Oh, you can't do that. No, that ain't going to no. work. His stock has fallen hard. So, look, if he has success at BC, then, yeah, he'll be in the mix for bigger jobs, and maybe he will be in the mix for the Penn State job. But I, I know I know Nittany Lions fans liked him a lot the first time around, but I, I have a tough time believing they would fully buy in to that right now with just how much of a uh, hit B.O.B.'s legacy and reputation has taken since he left Penn State. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. So th there you go. Quick shout-outs. To Jack Allen's Kitchen. Yeah. Buck was there this past weekend. If you're looking for a fantastic meal, go see our great friends at Jack Allen's Kitchen. Five Austin area locations. It's uh, down-home Southern Comfort-style food that's just elevated, man. And they've got something for everyone in the family, uh, everyone at the office. Or, hey, if you're just looking for a place to have a nice happy hour and catch a great bite this afternoon, they've got you covered at Jack Allen's Kitchen, some of the best burgers in town. The quesadillas are fantastic. Great salads, too, if you're looking for something a little bit lighter. They've got the house-made pimento cheese, of course, to start off your meal. The full bar, the great service, everything you look for in a great restaurant experience, you're going to find it at Jack Allen's Kitchen. Shout out to our guy Brad at the Anderson location. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the great Jack Gilmore, the, uh, the brain behind Jack Allen's Kitchen. Just fantastic food every single time you go in there. I'm taking a bunch of a rash of crap from from the the Texas cheaters because I'm for my wife's birthday this weekend. I'm going to a place called Fonda San Miguel. Yeah, been there. Uh, and he says, "Don't go in there asking for quesadillas and guacamole. Don't be going there asking for salsa buck or or queso." He said, "Get to the big boy menu there when you go." He said, "It's going to be well worth it." is a special my wife thinks it's a really special place yeah it is upscale mexican food uh fantastic meal i mean you can get you can get chips and salsa i think there nothing wrong with that he said don't ask for rib quesadillas buck they're gonna laugh at you or something uh, like, i got good hey, i'm just remember i don't eat a lot of mexican food i'm not i'm it doesn't work well with me mm -hmm. so he says they've got steaks they've got everything else he said don't look for queso with a little extra with meat sauce in it or anything oh like the bob armstrong dip oh, oh yeah so he says come on they said they have a big boys menu there so they got the fish. have some fun fish too huh nice they got fish they got chicken dishes they got the ceviche i heard it's spectacular yeah you guys will have a good time out there I've never when's been uh this is when's the wife's, when's the wife's birthday this saturday yeah saturday very nice. Bird, so got Valentine's bird. Day tomorrow and the birthday in the same week. Dude, Christmas was just around the corner. I mean, come yeah, on. Try that. Try that with her. Oh, and go back to, hey, didn't we just celebrate Christmas?
Come literally on. just got you a gift like a month and a half ago. Now you want more? You want two more gifts here? Are you kidding me? I've been doing the flowers every day. I, I go get flowers all the time. I'm, I, I bring flowers home maybe twice a week anyway. Well, those are for you, not for her. No, they're for they're for both of us. I'll say that. Yes. Okay. All right. You're getting. I, I getting... do like to have flowers in the house. I I do like that. I don't want to lie. Sorry there about that. Into our our florists that are out there. I'm an H E B florist guy now. They do a magnificent job at H E B. Really? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I am not down. As a matter of fact, the flowers from H E B last longer. I don't know what it is, but they seem to last longer than from florists. I've learned that over the last five or six years. You sure they're real? They're real. It's the real okay. thing. Okay. HB Flores are doing fantastic jobs. Got to give it. Got to give it to the baggers over there bagging bagging flowers. So uh, that's why you like them so much because you're bagging the baggers. <laughs> and you're buying these flowers one time, and I never bagged anybody. Okay, you're changing your story here. Ever since just the ask, Me Too movement started. Just ask for help. That's all. All right. All right. Then throw her in the back of your car and drive away with her. Didn't throw her. Just ask her to get in first. Mm. And then close the door on her. Then leave. It's the Bucks tip for kids in the car line today. Yeah, kids. Chips. Cedar chips. Nothing. You can't. Once you get a lot of cedar chips in the back, everything's oh, good. God. All right, Buck. Well, hopefully we could put this rumor to bed. We'll have some Valentine's Day fun tomorrow, of course, okay. during Valentine's Day right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. The best and worst parts of Valentine's Day. We'll make for a fun conversation tomorrow morning. But uh, hopefully we could put this to bed. I mean, I feel like we've said this 10 times already, but still, this is a storyline for folks across the college football world. I think Longhorn fans are tired of hearing about it, are tired of talking about it, are tired of being asked about it. But it is still something that is top of mind for a lot of folks across college football. Last week in Vegas at Super Bowl Radio Row, Eli Manning was there. And he did a couple of interviews. And he, he talked to one of my buddies, Zach Gelb, who's a national radio host on CBS Sports, does a great job. And Zach asked Eli Manning, who, of course, is the uncle of Texas quarterback Arch Manning. I think everybody knows that at this point. He asked Eli about Arch and whether or not Arch should consider transferring because Quinn Ewers is coming back for another season. Here's how that back and forth went. You stay patient. You can enter the transfer portal and go start somewhere else. No, he, he, he picked Texas because that's where he wants to be. That's where he wants to play football. He likes uh, Coach Sarkeesian and his his offense and what they're doing. So that was he, he knew last year that he was going to go. He's in a red shirt, get some playing time, and you know, he, obviously, I think the plan was yours would maybe go in the NFL, but he's there. It's another year for, for Arch to, to mature, learn the offense, get bigger, stronger in the weight room, uh, and, and always be prepared to play. And you never know what's going to happen. And so he's got to be ready. If not, then he, you know, gets some playing time here and there. And he's got three more years of eligibility at a great school, at a great, you know, football program on the rise. So I think that was, um, you know, the fact that you can transfer so easily now doesn't mean you should do it just because you're not playing right away. I, you know, a lot of quarterbacks, when I was in college, that was always a game plan. It's like you red shirt, you sit a year, you have three years of eligibility. That's what I did uh, at Ole Miss, and I think it helped me. And so I think Arch, you know, he, I know he wants to play. He's itching to get in there, but being patient, continue to learn can, can be very helpful as well. Yeah, I mean, it, there it is, right there in a nutshell. Exactly. You still have three years to play. You're at a place that you that you like. You like the people. You like the offense. 
you like the football program, you like what's happening. You're, it's not like you're not making any money. You're making money. You know, your your brand is going to be spectacular in this area. Your family brand is, is going to be big time. You know, once you start playing, but why run off somewhere else? What if you what if you what if you get to some place and all of a sudden you're in a quarterback battle? He won't be in a quarterback battle after after um Bryn Ewers leaves. He will be the quarterback. 100 percent There'll be somebody who'll be the backup to him, but he will know this offense left and right. He'll be bigger, he'll be stronger. Like you said, he'll be playing in the SEC. Uh that that's a that's a big deal. But sometimes you you it, you know. We want to push, we want to make it that because we see so much of this happening that, oh, it's going to happen. He's not sticking around. Hell, I, you know, there were people thinking as a freshman, if he didn't play, he was going to be out of here. But why? I mean, where's the other paradise that he would be going to? I mean, if you're not starting, you're a backup no matter where you go, no matter what city you're in, you're still a backup, you know? Well, he would start at a hundred different schools right now without having started a single game in his college football career, if Arch Manning decided to transfer somewhere else, there are 100 schools that would make him the starting quarterback. Well, well, I, tru- well I truly believe that. So that I see why Arch would be winners. They got to be winners. Well, I see why Arch would transfer. He's not transferring. Like, oh, So hopefully we can finally put this to bed, but apparently we can't because everyone is still asking anybody who's ever met Arch Manning about whether or not he's going to enter the portal. And at this point... His family has come out and said he's staying. He himself has come out and said he's staying. Everyone within the Texas football program has said he's staying. Everybody who covers the University of Texas has said he's staying. So the writing is on the wall that Arch Manning is not going anywhere, and that's a damn good thing. But, I mean, I I see why he would transfer. Like, it's for the same reason everybody else transfers. They want to play. And it's great that he's being loyal to a decision that he made. Right, and Eli Manning laid it out perfectly. Arch Manning chose to go to the University of Texas right. for a reason, and I think he chose to go to UT for a couple of different reasons. But the biggest one is Steve Sarkeesian, and Sark is still there. Right, Sark is one of the best quarterback developers in recent college football. Arch Manning knew that when he decided to commit to and sign with the University of Texas. So as long as Sark is still here, Arch is going to stay here. If Sark had left, he had taken the Alabama job, or, or he'd be gone. gone to the NFL, then I think Arch would have left as well. But no, like Arch committed to Texas for a few reasons, but I think the biggest reason was because he wanted to be coached by Steve Sarkeesian. Sark is still here, and even if Arch isn't playing a lot, you and I both expect him to play at least some this season because Quinn gets hurt every year. Uh, Arch still gets the chance to get developed and coached by Steve Sarkeesian, which is why he's here in the first place. Well, I mean, you heard Eli even say that. You know, he's, you know, he, he alluded to Quarterbacks don't stay healthy for the entire season, just about anywhere, and especially here. It just doesn't happen. He's going to get an opportunity to be out there yeah. in the field uh, during the football season. You know, you just get better a little at a time and until when it's your job. And when once it's your job, you've been around long enough, you understand what they're trying to do. I mean, it's um, – I, I mean, I think it's still just the perfect setup for him. I'd love to be going to school to at a place where I'm I'm still building everything I need to build – you know, when it comes physically, when it comes to mentally with the game of football, plus I'm in a city that I like, I'm around a place that I that I'm that I enjoy being around. You know, I'm not off somewhere just being a football player, period. You know, there's more to it than just that for him. Yeah, which is great because that's not the case for most blue chip quarterbacks. No, no it's about I want to play now. I want I want to I want to make the best NIL deal now. 
You know, I don't even, I want that. I want the now immediately. You know, yeah. I want to be there as a freshman. I want to be making, I want to be one of the highest paid NIL guys, not only on my campus, but every other campus if I'm a five-star. That's what I want to be. I, I want to be known as that. That guy's coming here to get, to be good at what he does. He just happens, you know, to be in, in a family situation that can net him a lot of nice NIL money too. Plus he can get better at his craft. Yeah. And you yeah. talk about the NIL. Talk about the NIL stuff. Like a CB comments here, Arch isn't making anything on NIL until he's a starting quarterback. That at least is according to Grandpa Archie. So you see all of these valuations of what Arch Manning is worth. And yeah, people would be willing to pay him a lot of money sure. uh, to, to play quarterback here in Austin and anywhere else. But that's that's another reason why like it, it I, I see why people think Arch Manning would consider transferring because, yeah, if that's the case and he's got money, his family has money, that's clearly not an issue for them. But still, more money is never a bad thing. Rich well, people- yeah, there, there, are, there are kids back before all this NIL deal who had families that had money. There are football players who had families that were well-to-do, and they got enough. I mean, when is enough enough anyway? I mean, it all depends, it, it all depends on your perspective. I mean, if you come from a well-to-do family and you're a football player and – you can get your pizzas or whatever you want or go out and take your boys out to dinner every once in a while or have a girl that you can take care of. That's fine. I mean, there's, there's others that just aren't going to have that and still have decided to stay at universities before NIL even, even came into existence. You know, mm. they, they were like, I'm satisfied. I make enough. I don't, what, what am I, if I want to get a car, my mom or dad will get me a car to put around me. It may not be, you know, it, it, it may not be exactly what you may not be a Beamer or whatever it is, but I got to, a nice enough car. I've seen guys with junkers say, this is way nice enough for me. Right. Hell, I don't even have a damn car on a campus. I will, I will never fault anybody for trying to make money ever. So huh. like, I, I, I see why Arch, like I see why Arch would consider transferring because if he's not getting NIL money, family rule until he plays quarterback, then maybe he wants to go play somewhere else or he just wants to play in general. It might not have anything to do with nil but well he doesn't goodness. need it what does he need it he doesn't oh, need rich it. Look, rich people don't stop working elon musk doesn't need any money he could have retired 30 years ago he still works like rich people don't get rich or stay rich and, and just get comfortable yeah, not every get, kid not every young kid thinks like that not every young course. not you everyone know? does but a lot of them do thankfully yeah. arts doesn't if he did yeah. he would transfer that's my point yeah he doesn't have to think that way because he can get anything that he wants through his family, right. he doesn't. He doesn't have to depend on a car dealer or or an alum to get him money. He can, he has that kind of money in his family. Right. He's not worried that, about what he drives. It's good that he thinks that way because there are other kids who also come from money who want more money and they also want to play. And thankfully, Arch is willing to sit out. Like that's the whole point here. I think we're basically saying the same thing, just differently. Yes. It's a great thing that he wants to stay at Texas. And it's annoying that people still have to talk about this because people keep asking people related to Arch Manning if he's going to enter the transfer portal. But it's obvious at this point that he is staying in Austin. And that's great. That's great. That's what we're once, looking for. But once again, I'll always remember, I, I know this, he's still a young mind. It's going to be a sophomore in college. And young minds can change at any moment. There's, not, there's, there's things that can make you change your mind as a young person in a hurry. Okay, so what would change his mind? What would cause Arch Manning to enter the portal, even though everyone is saying he's not entering the portal? I, 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 I'm just saying anything can go. I mean, you can you can have things that happen within your team. I mean, there are a lot of things that could happen to a, to a kid to get that 
all of a sudden could sour him on the University of Texas. I mean, it's it's not like it's it's not heaven. It's not perfect where you are. Nothing's perfect. So, I mean, when you have when you were young like that, you can things can change. You're just hoping things don't change the way he is and the way he sees himself and what he wants, you know, what he's looking at and his goals are looking to do. He understands he doesn't need to play four years of football to go to his next level. You know, we've talked about guys going from junior colleges and playing one year or two years. He understands as long, like you said, as long as Steve Sarkeesian is here and they're winning games, he doesn't want to be at a losing program either. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that, he doesn't want to be starting at some place that's not winning games. Is that the thing that would cause Arch Manning to leave? Is if Texas has a really bad 2024 season and Sark looks like he's lost it a little bit as a head coach? You brought up, you know, things can change at any moment. Like, to me, that's the most... I guess I don't expect that to happen, but that that to me is like the one thing that could cause sure. Arch to decide to hit the portal is if all of a like sudden when Ewers takes a big step back and Sark looks like he's lost it a little bit as a coach and as a quarterback developer. And they win eight games or seven games and something happens during the course. Anything I mean, you got a bunch of injuries that cause all of a sudden you're not winning ten games, but you're winning eight or or you're winning or okay, I'll just say eight. You're winning eight, and when everybody's thinking you should be winning eleven and yeah. ten, and you end up lo- yeah, things could change in that that kid's mind. Maybe he's lost his golden touch. Maybe things, you know, even for that one year. But then again, you're gonna be you're gonna become the starting quarterback the next year. Maybe you're the guy that changes everything right back. You know, right? I mean, I got a feeling that's what he would think. Sure. He, I'm the guy who will make the difference. Now that I'm gonna be the starter, I'll make the difference. And if if they win eight games, now all of a sudden I'm gonna be in charge. I'm the leading guy. I'll change things. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, finally lay this thing to rest, but I'm sure we can't. I'm sure Sark will get asked about this during spring football, and there will be more headlines about Arch Manning's decision to transfer or not transfer. There are other quarterbacks coming into the program. It's it's not just Arch Manning that's for the next three years or whatever after Quinn yours uh, is gone. I mean, he he won't be the only quarterback on campus, right? No, they're they're bringing in quarterbacks every year, and they should bring quarterbacks in every year. That's what you have to do in today's college football. So, right. uh, yeah, obviously Texas lost a couple of QBs to the portal. Malik Murphy went to Duke. Charles Wright went to Appalachian State. Uh, so they're you know they lose a couple of guys. They've got to bring in more. They replenish that position every single year. They brought in a recruit, and they're going to keep doing that every single season. So there you go, Eli Manning talking Arch Manning. Uh, more evidence in the positive if you are a texas football fan all right i got uh got some fun stuff we got to get into buck but before that how about uh some shout outs to some fantastic sponsors dr greg eckert my guy which i keep telling everybody i can go see i've got to go get a teeth cleaning because he does it all general dentistry advanced work i have my teeth restored in just two visits with the good doctor but i need some general general dentistry done too uh teeth widening tooth loss solution teeth cleaning extractions if that need be. But how about dental implants? Find out if you're a candidate for dental implants by giving Dr. Eckert a call today at 512-345-3166. Turn that frown upside down, whether it's one tooth or many teeth. Dr. Eckert is doing a lot of dental implants and find out if you're a candidate today. And folks, if you're not taking care of even your general dentistry because you're afraid to go to the dentist, this is the place that you want to go. Now, I've been in dentist offices, believe me, where I went in I heard the drill in the back. I heard the talking in the back. And, dude, I just wanted to take a step and get on out of there. That's why at one time I had a temporary filling in my mouth for 14 years because I was afraid of the dentist. No, that's back in the day when they didn't use gloves either. 
BK, but Dr. Eckert, gloves and all, man. If you need IV sedation in order to get your, your teeth fixed, Dr. Eckert will do just that for you. Believe me, don't delay your dental health. Get that fixed as soon as possible. Everybody's got their new insurance out for the new year. Start to use it. Don't get out there in December and then you start to lose it. Make an appointment with the best doctor and the best dentist in town, Dr. Greg Eckert. 512-345-3166 is his number. You just raw dog your mouth. Back in the day, yes. When I was when I was going to my first dental appointments, um, back in the day in Carolinas and even in Pennsylvania, those guys just washed their hands. That was it. And then they went and did their thing. They didn't have gloves on. They didn't have latex was only for one thing during those days, I believe. If, if you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. Trojan man. Yeah. They 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 put their hands into your mouth, yes. Hmm. Gross. I don't think I ever would have gone to the dentist. I barely go to the dentist now. There's no way I was going back then if there were no gloves involved. That's nasty. Dude, they used to have it. There was a time where they didn't, you know how the little suction thing is to get the spit out of your mouth they have now? Hmm. You, they used to pull it. A tray used to come in front of you. And you they had a guy. They had, what, they had someone doing mouth to mouth? No. Spit out of you? Be a silver bowl that looked like a top of a toilet bowl that came in front of you, and you used to spit it into that thing, and then they'd move it away. And that's it always than... have the suction thing. I mean, or maybe I've been going to the wrong dentist. Maybe I've been going to the dentist up in Appalachia or something. But let me tell you, there uh, there, there were times where I used to spit into a bowl before they had suction. That's how old I am. Mm. You don't remember those times. You've always had the little suction deal, right? Yeah. For and you sure. never had raw. You never had somebody's bare hands in your mouth. I would beat. The, I would have beat the shit out of them if they tried doing that. With their hairy knuckles. Yeah, get they just look like coal miners yeah, going coal. in there. Oh, coal miners. Oh, not, yeah. Not not anymore. Nasty. Yeah. Thankfully, uh, Dr. Acker doesn't do any of that no. old school stuff. He's with the times. He's as good as it gets. Speaking of as good as it gets, how about a word from our great friends over at Covert Bee Cave? Hi, I'm Dan Covert with my wife, Hayden. Welcome to Covert Bee Cave. Our newest location in the gorgeous hill country includes Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and hundreds of pre-owned and certified vehicles for you to choose from. We have three service departments that are ready to take care of your car, truck, or SUV with 86 service bays to accommodate any repair and get you in and out quickly. Come visit us today to select the vehicle you've been dreaming about. Covert, born and raised in Austin. Yes, indeed. Going by and see those folks today. They are very much involved in the 23rd annual Mullet Open in May. May 10th. Very nice. Okay. Wow. Can't wait to see those folks. They're doing some wonderful things for the golf tournament. Yep. Yeah, the Coverts are uh, very involved in our community. And they have been for a long, long time. And yeah, excited that they will be a partner of the Mullet Open, which, yes, is uh, less than three months away. Yes. And it, it comes up in a hurry, believe me. And I'm thinking that is the day before graduation. Somebody's graduating on that Saturday, the 11th. It always happens that way. I, no matter how I try, I'm always bumped up against somebody's graduation. If you're doing it in the month of May, somebody's graduating on that weekend. Yeah, there's always something going on here. Yes. Uh, you, you can't avoid every important no. event in Austin. There's just too much happening in this city now. So, yeah, graduation's usually on Saturday. Your golf tournament's on Friday. So yes. go play golf. Say, hey, family, you're not graduating today. Sorry, daughter. You'll graduate tomorrow. We'll get your dinner tomorrow night. We don't need to do anything Friday. I'm going to play in a charity golf tournament. Oh, 
You don't it's want about me to kids. It's, it's about charity. What kind of daughter are you? I thought I raised you better than this. Come on, man. You just grandma's there. Grandma wants to spend time with you on Friday. I understand that. Yes. Well, what about over the kids, Grandma? Hey, hey, you want to go over to the moonshine, get a little, get a little meal in you? Come on, man. Thank you me. can't mess around with Grandma on graduation weekend. That's Grandma's weekend hey, too. Grandma, guess what? You're dying off. These <laughs> kids have a long time left. We need to make sure they're okay. All right. And I need to play a little golf on Friday. Can yeah, Daddy's play a little golf. Come on. Yeah, come on now. Oh, man. You're oh, paying for all this right. stuff anyways. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I saw our guy Ashish in the comments a moment ago. Uh, I guess he made a nice little one-tooth joke. Oh, yeah. And Arkansas and OU fans. But Ashish runs a few different 7-Elevens here in Austin, Texas, USA, America. Shout out to our girl, Wendy, as well. We love 7-Eleven, uh, the best food, best snacks, Obviously, the great drinks, the hot and the cold drinks. They've got gas for your car. They've got fuel for you to get you through every single day. And they're always open. They're the very best convenience store that you can find. We love our great friends at 7-Eleven. Make sure you download that 7-Eleven app as well to uh, cash in on the 7 Rewards program. Well, you will get rewarded for being a repeat customer at 7-Eleven. It's great stuff. May not stuff. be able to eat the sweets, but I sure can't give me a slice of pizza or six. There you go. Fat Tuesday, baby. Oh, yeah. That's right. I can indulge in it. Okay, if I'm not getting sweets, I'm getting I'm getting myself some bread today, right? I need I know bread is sugar and rice is sugar, but I need to if I'm not getting a bowl of ice cream or Snickers bar or little Debbie's, I need to go get me about four slices of that 7-Eleven pizza. Yes, yeah. yes, I do. What are you uh what are you giving up for Lent this year since it is Fat Tuesday? Yeah, it is the lentil season. And I generally give up ice cream, but since I'm giving up ice cream anyway, you know what? I haven't made I haven't made any that that's you caught me off guard there. Why, why do I have to give up something? Do I have to give up do I have to give up something? Why can't I get something during Lent? I guess you can get other things, but the whole bit is you give something up for 40 days, right? Yeah. You don't have to decide today. Tomorrow is when it starts, right? Yeah, I'll figure out something. I'll get you, I'll get, I'll get you that gambling. 40 days. What? I'll, yeah, that's right. You had an easy one built in with sugar because you've already started giving that up. Why don't you just make it sugar? I'm doing that for six months. I'm not, that's not, that's going past the 40 days. I'm doing this is a I'm on a six month plan. I figured you could just tie that in there though. You're gonna do something completely different. Yeah, it's too easy. That's too easy. I'm not gonna talk to my cousin for for 40 days. How's that? What about the XFL? Dude, nobody's betting money. Nobody's taking their money, and I'm not giving you any plays on the XFL. Nobody cares. That's not real football. Okay, perhaps more importantly, what about March Madness? Ooh, that could hurt. Yeah, because 40 days, Easter is after the well, Final Four, not. isn't it? Uh, I better not. That's something here. Sorry, Lord. There's something here I can't do. That's March Madness. How can you not put a little something down there? Easter is actually before the Final Four. Okay, But, it cool. is, but still, the first two weeks of the tournament happened before okay. Easter. And I'm giving up talking to my, to my cousin until then, or Bet U.S. No, I got to do Bet U.S. 
They're so now I, just the cousin, just the crook. Forget that. I'm going to get good. I'm going to get the good lines from Bed US. I'm not going to get my, my lines not going to move. You know, two minutes before the game starts, I'm going to get the hook. You know what I'm saying? By the way, these cousins out there, some of these changes that they make, I don't get it. I don't. I, I don't get that. How they do that? How do they get to do the lines themselves? Do they look at the Vegas lines? Do they have a? Does the cousin have a cousin? Oh, the cousin always has a cousin. Yeah, a bigger cousin. Mm-hmm. Well, the the in between cousin shouldn't be allowed to throw like an extra hook on there because they know you. Oh, he won't know. He won't check. Let me throw this extra six and a half on him. You know what I mean? Mm. That's not the right. Extra, the extra hook. Yeah. How she goes, and when you're in a state like Texas where it's not legal, you don't have to have as many competitive lines out there. Yes, you don't, have, you don't have as many options. So it's like, yeah, you get what you get, and you don't throw a fit kind of deal. And my cousin's not going to church on Sunday and all that stuff. How comes the cousin is not an outstanding up up a upholding citizen that's a wonderful person? Why does my cousin have to be that shady cousin? You know what I mean? You got to talk to him or her. Apparently yeah, bigger I, than you, too. I don't know what that means. I don't know why you're looking down there at your cousin, but <laughs> whatever you say, guy. This is not my cousin. This is my boy right here, and he's not as big as I am. This is the little man. I'm the big man, me and Usher. But, they'll, hey, I wonder, if the, I wonder if the little man's going to spring training with the Yankees this year. We need a year. We got to be back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Teams like the Rangers, we can't have that. You know what I'm saying? It's on this year. How you like them apples? You like apples? How you like them apples? They like them donuts. <laughs> Matt Damon said in that Dunkin' Donuts commercial on that Super Bowl so Sunday. Stupid. I never want to see that commercial ever again. Been a while for your Yankees, you know. Has, Texas man. teams have won the last two World Series, and your Yankees are just sitting back twiddling their thumbs with Aaron Boone. That guy's still coming back. And he's back. What's Pitchers Come and catchers on. report tomorrow, by the way, for both the Rangers and the Astros. So wow. it's it's coming, baby. Can we have a repeat? Do you think you can have a repeat? Rangers are fat and happy and satisfied. I mean, Come I on. never I never thought the Rangers were going to win one. So if you ask me if I think if the Rangers you are going to win. You don't care now. Well, I of course I care, but my answer would be no. Like I don't I don't expect the Rangers to go back to back, but they should be very good again this year. You got to re-sign Monty, Jordan Montgomery, their pitcher, who's a big part of their success. He's still a free agent. That's If the Rangers bring him back, then I'll be feeling pretty good about their chances to there you go. at least make another deep playoff run. But that AO West race, it was awesome. Last year, it came down to the final day of the season. The Astros overtook the Rangers on game 162 to win the AO West. Obviously, the Rangers got the last laugh by winning in the last game of the American League Championship Series. But, uh, yeah, that AOS race is going to be a ton of fun to watch this year. And uh, baseball will be here before you. Yes, it will. And you'll be out at, uh, you'll be out at, uh, uh, at the Texas game on, is it this Friday or next Friday? Yeah, this Friday. We'll be doing a pregame wow. show out with the Occupy Left Field folk. So come out and see us. Come out for the game, first and foremost. It's opening day for Texas Longhorn Baseball. We'll be taking on the University of San Diego. It's a three-game series that gets going on Friday night. Very nice. First pitch around 7 o'clock. I think we'll be out there from about 6 to 7. So a little pregame chatter. Left field with the folks from Occupy Left Field. 
Uh, Kevin and I will be out there. Should be a ton of fun. Well, I'm expecting LeBaron Johnson to have a fantastic season. He really came on last year. He became a real pitcher, not just a power pitcher, but boy, he had some good stuff last year. He sh he should really be special this year. He should be. Yeah, the the one two of uh, LBJ and Tanner Witt should be amongst the best one two punches in college baseball. And if it is, this Texas team has a chance to make yeah. another run at the College World Series. Uh, and Charlie Hurley, I think, is your number three starter. Texas is pretty good with the starting pitching. You know, they've got a number of key bats to replace from last year's squad. Uh, they've got bullpen questions a little bit. I think most college baseball teams have bullpen questions going into the starts of the season because pitching depth is always a question mark right now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Texas, you know, preseason top 10 in a couple of the polls, preseason top 15 in the other polls. So this should be a, uh, another really, really good season for David Pierce. We got yeah, to talk and, to you last week. Yeah, it was good to talk to him. You know, and the other day when we were talking about, yeah, well, yesterday when we were talking about basketball, not having a game until Saturday. This that's a weird deal. That's a long week to to not play a game. Maybe it's a maybe it's a good time to rest. Probably, I don't know. I mean, I, I would think when you're playing the way they're, they're playing over the last couple of games, that you'd like to kind of kind of keep that going. But the takes. Uh, I it's guess only it's only one good game that they've played in a row. Was, yeah, was, yeah. It's, it really, when it comes down to it, it was one game. I'll take but, the rest, man, and I'll take the extra days of practice before Houston. Like, if this bye week was being used before West Virginia, it's like yes, you, you'll take it. Of course, it, it's important for the home stretch, but like, yeah, you don't need extra days to get ready for a crappy West no. Virginia team. You'll uh, you'll take as much help as you can get going up against the Cougs in their house on Saturday. I, I don't know how much of a difference it's going to make. I don't think Texas is going to win that game. No. But uh, I, I guess this is as good of timing as you could possibly ask for for this de facto bye week that uh, Texas basketball well, has. To me, they got to have one of those wins out of those 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 big fours. They've got to have, um, you know, between Kansas, Texas Tech, um, Houston. What they can't do is have a Kansas State team come here and beat you. you can, no more losses at home. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be favored in their three home games. Uh, you'd like to think they can win all three of those. They're going to be underdogs in their four remaining road games. Baylor is also that uh, road trip that Texas has to make. They can win. If they can go four and three, that'd be awesome. It'll be a tournament lock, uh, maybe a six seed, maybe a seven seed, which would be very good considering where this thing was three weeks ago. But if they if they go two and five, which is possible, because, um, you know, OU, even though that's a home game, even though you beat them handily at their place, they You're can right. still come in here and beat you. So if you go two and five down the stretch, then uh, mm. Selection Sunday might not be so fun for you. So big stretch here. Yeah, All right. Take care of the home games. They do. I'm with you 100%. Uh, Bucky, Taco Bell is maybe my favorite restaurant in the world outside of Jack Allen's Kitchen and Cover yeah. 3. We know that. That's been established. Taco Bell's got a new menu item. Actually, they've got a number of new menu items that they're rolling out in 2024. But there's one that really stood out to me, and there's one that's starting to generate some national buzz. Ready for a picture? Show it to me. You see that? Yes. That is gelato. Hey, gelato. Mountain Dew Baja Blast Gelato. It's not ice cream. It's gelato. It is different than ice cream. It's uh, what, Italian? That's where gelato's from? Italy? Yeah, it's from Italy. Yeah. So you're out on this? 
I'm out on gelato. Don't like gelato. What about Mountain Dew Baja Blast gelato? Because I'm really out of that. Remember, we're off the sweets. That's got to be extremely horrifying right there, that mess. Here's the description for the Mountain Dew Baja Blast gelato from Taco Bell's website. Taco Bell fans asked, and now the brand is delivering. First tested in 2023, the delectable gelato will be making its nationwide debut, giving fans more ways to celebrate the Baja Blast 20th year anniversary. The creamy and delicious treat is infused with the iconic Baja Blast tropical lime flavor and is a perfect complimentary addition to any cheesy, spicy, saucy order on the Taco Bell menu. Looks like ass, tastes like ass. That thing right there. You know, what ass, a, you know what ass tastes like. No, let me just say this. I'd rather have a nice, nice, cool bowl of jello pudding than that thing right there. You want Bill Cosby serving it to you too? <laughs> Dude, that's awful looking. You, know well, you, don't like, wanna, you wouldn't even try this? No, that looks like Play-Doh back in the day. Crayola, crayon, you know, the Play-Doh. That's what that looks like. I'm not eating that mess. Yeah. Is it, I feel like most gelato looks like that texture-wise, but the color is a very Play-Doh-y color, isn't it? Oh, yes. You don't, see, it you don't see too many, like, bluish-green-looking <laughs> gelato. And if you had a Mountain Dew Baja Blast, you kind of know what the color of the drink is. The color of the gelato, this is for folks listening on the app, is uh, very similar to that. No. don't. I mean, I've, I've tried gelato numerous times, and people try to win me over, get away from the ice cream, less calories in the gelato. No, just give me the calories, but not now because I'm sugar-free. No sugar okay. in these riches. You're the big man who's not eating calories. I, I'm still having a tough time figuring out how that is going to work. Or find other ways. Eat more beef. Eat more beef. One more thing coming to Taco Bell that I think is worth talking about. I'm going to get your take on as we uh, share the screen for one more picture. See that? I see some queso. There's some queso in there. Authentic. So Sammy's Miguel on Saturday. Is that what I order? Can I order those right there? I don't know if you can order Taco Bell's crispy chicken nuggets at <laughs> Fonda San Miguel. <laughs> I can, hey, come on. Give me some of those nuggies there, Andy Reid. <laughs> I don't think you can even order these chicken nuggets at Taco Bell yet because they're not available yet. There's sure as hell no chance you can order them at a different restaurant. What yeah. is the yellow stuff? That's cheese. That's cheese. Oh, cheese dip. Cheese dip and chicken. Yeah. No. Yeah. What? Well, those are two great things. It's queso and it's fried chicken. That's like two of the greatest things we have. A, we as a society have to offer right now. God. What a perfect combo that is. Here's the description for the crispy chicken nuggets at Taco Bell. Okay. That's right. Taco Bell is bringing yet another chicken innovation and crispy chicken nuggets, which consist of all-white meat chicken, good one, marinated in spiced jalapeno buttermilk before being breaded in a tortilla coating and fried to crispy glory. Fans can choose from two new delectable sauce options. Oh, that's not queso. You got signature bell sauce, which is crafted with tomatoes, red chiles, onion, and garlic, or the hot and sweet jalapeno honey mustard. Featuring sweet honey mustard with the kick of jalapeno. Oh. So I assume I assume that's what that yellow sauce is, right? Yeah, the jalapeno. That's I, was, I, would, I, I looked like mustard to me, yeah. I would dip I would dip the chicken nuggets in the cheese sauce at Taco Bell for the record. I'm not backing off that take. But, but you would that? do this too. 
No, of course. Yeah, you're, I'm trying this. They had a crispy chicken taco a couple of years ago at Taco Bell where literally the shell was like a, pre, a piece of fried chicken. It's pretty good. Now they're doing chicken nuggets. Those nuggets look big in that picture right there. I had a lot of chicken to stick down your gullet after dipping it in that hot-ass mustard right there. Mm, yeah, you're the guy who ordered the with the Caniac combo at Cane's. You got the six-piece chicken tendies. Well, I found out I couldn't do that. Yeah, I couldn't quite figure out why you made that order. You ended up throwing half of them away. Didn't even offer them to me. I would have eaten them. <laughs> look at so, that nasty stuff. Look at that. It looks like you get five nuggies per order. Strong. I was, I was close the other day when I was off the switch. I was right by Taco Bell down in Dripping Springs. And I almost slid in there and needed to give me about six crispy crispy tacos. Love those crispy ones. Mm. You can't yeah. eat six Taco Bell tacos. I can. I can. Mild in sauce. One mild sauce, yes. In a car. In a car with a drink. And now I can't drink no soda. Maybe with an Olipop or some water. I can do that. I can crunch that. And I won't spill a thing on my pants. Hell, I can do it while driving. I was going to ask, do you eat and drive or do you like sit in the parking lot and down those tacos? Well, I used to, as a younger man, I used to be able to drive to my next my next spot without dropping anything. But now I've tried that at this age. It doesn't work. I mean, I take one bite and that thing, I don't know. I don't think they make the, the crispy taco like they used to. This thing just evaporates when you bite into it. It explodes. The whole taco explodes now. Yeah. The shell's gone. All little crunchy pieces. I'm like, what is this shit? Yeah, sometimes well, the shell breaks before you even take a bite. It's like you pick it up. Out you, of open up the you open up the wrapper and it's cracked. Cooked. Yeah, yeah. gone. I'll bet yeah. you 50 bucks you can't eat six Taco Bell. We'll do it on the air. Six Taco Bell crispy tacos. I bet you $50 you can't down all six. I'll give you two hours. I'll give you the whole show to down all six of them. I don't think you have it in you. You taking that bet? You already owe me 50 bucks. This is double or nothing here. How about four? Four dollars? Four tacos. No, four. you said six. Well, I know I can do a half. Now you're dozen. back. The big man. All this talk about you being the big I man. I am the big man. <laughs> I'm the big man. Down? Listen, don't don't try to deny the big man. Don't try to, don't try to, hey, don't downplay me. Okay. Sounds like I'm a, big man. I'm a big man. Six is the wee bit whittle. The whittle man is here. Uh, I just don't want to, I don't want to have to excuse myself from the show because I have to go to the bathroom. That, that stuff could, I can't. Bucky. <laughs> There's Bucky, the, the whittle man walking in. Won't eat the six tacos. Come on, wee man. You want four? Oh, you want two? I'm not even sure you could eat four, but I'm not giving you $50 if you eat just four tacos. You got to eat six. That little dude right there could eat four. Yeah, and he's half your size, so you yeah, should be able to I, eat I don't eight. Think so. He's got those big Tootsie Roll arms. Uh-uh. <laughs> he's not. Those, those, those arms, those Tootsie Roll arms, as you uh, so eloquently call them, are like less than half the size of your arms. Now you're, talking, can, now you're making a big man be. There you go. No, I'm talking about length, not in terms oh. of girth or whatever. If that guy can eat four. You should be able to eat ten. No way. I don't want to get sick. I don't like. I don't like bets like that. I don't like eating bets because I. I will. I will then have to perform, and then I will pay dearly after that. Remember, I'm doing a lot of physical things and having things checked out. I don't. You know, 
I'm my A1A, my A1C and all that stuff, A1J. You know, I'm trying to keep all those things at a level that I can participate with the rest of the world. And I don't have to do big commercials and, and have, I don't want to be on pills. You know what I'm saying? Six, six of those tacos will put me on pills. I don't want to do it. No, you can have one day where you eat bad food. No, you can Yeah, just do it way before you go to the doctor again. Then you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, he won't. They won't. They won't find out if you do it. No, can't do that. That's like my. That's like the people that say, "Hey, you've been sober for twenty three years. You don't think that you could have no. one drink and then go and then go back to being sober again?" You, you, well, drink. you're saying you're gonna. You think you're gonna eat six tacos every day if you eat six tacos one day? No, one day it'll be six. The next day it'll be three. The next thing, day I'll have a craving. I'll go by there and get two more, and then I'll get back to four, and then it'll be six again. That's how you get. Hey, how do you think people get addicted to drugs? All right, let's bring on two guys who actually have some taste. Oh God! And Double R and Wags. I don't know if y'all heard any of this conversation. I heard it. Bucky went from claiming that he could eat six tacos from Taco Bell. In one sitting, and now he's too scared to eat any tacos because he's worried he's going to start doing crystal meth if he eats one. <laughs> we got Jardians. We don't Thanks. need to worry about anything. We got no, Jardians. See, I don't want to. I don't. Because they, they have the commercials. It's I don't a little pill, Bucky. It's a little pill. You got a big story <laughs> oh, to tell. Dude. You'll be fine. No, dude, dude. Those pills do. Those things do something to you later on. Forget that. It's a little pill with a big story to tell. I don't give a shit. If you if you continue to do eat those, have those pills in you. It's going to get something else in it, Rodney. Eventually, that stuff works on something else. I'm telling you, I want in on this. Six tacos ain't shit. I mean, that's, uh, man, I, I want to be in on this challenge. I want. Can to we have the real this. discussion? That, Chicken and, nuggets at Taco Bell. That's gross. No, crispy tacos. I don't man. know. I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm intrigued by this. Like, especially if you take a little bit of the queso, too. We could get, we could get really special and crazy with this. Look at that. I mean, yeah. Look at that. Sign me up. And then you put a little bit of hockey on there. That shit looks like brown hockey pucks. Yeah. If I want chicken nuggets, I'm going to Bush's Chicken or Golden Chick. (laughs) Sing the Golden Chick song, Bucky. Send me over there to find out how it is. Hey, who was that guy that did the taste test? (laughs) PK, who's the dude that used to do the taste test? Boom, that's dub or dub smacks or some shit like that. I can't remember oh, the guy. The, the YouTube food reviewers? Yeah, dude. Oh, I've got like 50 of those guys that I watch religiously, but I think you're talking about Dame Drops. Dame Drops. Uh, Boom. Yeah. No, I, I want to let's do this taco thing. I, I mean, that'll be cool. I, well, I think that would that'd you be fun do, to do. Say, Rodney, for you, if I'm paying you, you got to have 10. I, I have yeah. no doubt that you can down six Dude, tacos. I have no I doubt that Wags can down six tacos. I have no yeah, doubt well, that I can man. He's after the big man. The, the little man over here, Kyler Godbolt, I don't <laughs> think he can down six tacos. That's the wager. And Rodney, by the way, if, wanna, if, if the three of us want to go get Taco Bell, double R and Wags, let's go. I'm in. But and, the, the and, and, and Bucky. Bucky, when you're talking about uh, all the different things, they're A1A. I mean, you said A1A. Beachfront Avenue, girls were hot, wearing less than bikinis. Exactly. That's the first thing I thought. That's the first thing I thought. Beachfront Avenue. (laughs) No, dude, I don't. I don't want to be on. I'm. I'm. I got people tell me I'm pre this. I've been pre diabetic for like 25 years. Oh, really? When do I get to be a diabetic? Can we quit the pre thing? You've been pre Jardians. You've been pre Jardians for 30 years. Yeah, yeah I'm, and that that means 
if I did the Taco Bell thing, I'm over the top. I'm in the commercial. I'm taking over from the black male man with the with the slick bag, Johnny Mathis here. I just no, no, no. I take your spot. What? What? I take that dude's spot. Johnny Mathis here. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing James Brown. I'm not doing that hair dude to do that commercial. I'm just doing this. That's oh shit. Oh, uh, hey, we got. Yeah, Pat, I don't even know how Pat to follow Tuesday. that. What are we doing? You guys have something. I don't for Pat fucking Tuesday? know anymore. I don't know what we're doing, Buck. No, we you come don't. Here, we have a plan, and then we come on here. We talk about Johnny Mathis and Jardians for ten minutes. So I don't know. Yeah. I know we we screw up your show every morning. No, I love it. It's it's the greatest feed in and the greatest intro. We never know. It's, seriously, it's the greatest introduction to chaos theory because we really do not know where we're going to go after this. Yeah. Well, we could, you know what? Guess what? There's a good chance that Patrick Mahomes will three peat next year. How about that? How about that? Let's just go again. How's How that? that? Yeah, yeah. You think there's a chance you can beat Kyle Shanahan, the genius, again? Yeah, well, they're I, only going to get better. I'm not too sure that San Francisco winds up back in the Super Bowl. I don't think we're going to see a repeat of the Super Bowl again. Here comes Detroit. Here comes Dallas. Yeah, I, think, I, I, I like Detroit Dallas. coming up, man. Are you saying Detroit, Wags? Are you yeah. still on that boat? Yeah. Like, they, like there's a reason why Dan Quinn sat there and said, not a lot of teams make it back here. It's very hard to get back here. That was motivation, Buck. You know that. He planted the seed. Mm. Well, I'll say now this. We got, now we got Mike Zimmer. Yeah. Oh, I'll, say, I'll say this here, guys. On February 13th, 20 and 24, I'd give San Francisco a better chance of getting back to the Super Bowl than Kansas City. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I just really think the do. NFC. Lamar, that's, the MVP Lamar Jackson is going to come alive next. Well, year. yeah, I mean the AFC is better. That's uh, really what that comes down to. A little more watered down than the AFC. Yeah, or? yeah. Like I think. Uh, look, you've got. I, I assume Philly bounces back, but they clearly have questions. Yeah, I, I mean they, they lost Kelsey too. They're going to have to replace their center. Sure. Does anyone have faith in Dallas actually doing something in the playoffs? I sure I as shit don't. Don't uh, win the East though. And then the AFC, I, I, nobody repeats in the East. But uh, that, might, that might change this year, though, man. It that it won't. It won't. I'm here to tell you. And then you look at the AFC. You've got Lamar. You've got Burrow. You've got Allen. You've got Stroud. Like it, the AFC is just better. I know the Chiefs keep winning the AFC, and I'll pick them to at least make it to the AFC Championship game because that feels like the Astros and the CS. It's right. just a given at this point. Given, yeah. Yeah. But I, I just, you know, the NFC's. Worse, I feel like the Niners have a better chance than the Chiefs do next year. For some reason, I, I, I agree. I, I, I totally Chiefs, agree with that. I, I, think, I think the Chiefs will be better in the regular season than they were this year. And, and you know, we we talked about this yesterday, guys. But before y'all go, I, I think yesterday or yesterday, day before yesterday, with, with Purdy, I think Purdy answered a lot of questions on yes. Sunday. I, I I thought he did a real damn good job. You know, for the folks saying he he couldn't live up in the moment or whatever was going to happen. Right? I, I fucking thought he did great. I thought he I did. did it, too. Well, it wasn't about him, but is he good enough to beat that other guy? Is he That's, a top ten quarterback? This year he was. Dak is supposedly. Uh, I got know, him, I, I got him. I got him as a top ten quarterback. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, he's right. he might be the gatekeeper of it, but I oh, got him. When I look at him, I'm looking at what, what would he be like on some other team? Yeah, well, in, in another mean, system. I don't know. I don't know if he could, that's that's the thing, right? I don't know if he could actually excel in another system, but he looks he looks like he can handle it in this system, though. Yeah, and this is where we go back to that that game manager thing. It's like okay, it's easy to manage a game when you got CMC, when you got Debo Samuel, when you have that defense. I mean, yeah, you can fucking manage a game really good. Um, but yeah, in another spot, how would he do? That that's the 
burning question right there, but he's in a good spot. So yeah, Pat Mahomes will do it in anybody's spot on any other team. He's still going to be fantastic. Yeah, Pat Mahomes will do it in anybody's spot. Target target that back up there, Buck, from spine to spine. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's he he would be good. I mean, Lamar Jackson. That's that's the guy that could keep him out because I don't think the guy in Buffalo is going to keep him out. That's there's that guy in Cincinnati who was out with an injury who has kept Mahomes out before. Don't forget about him. That's a dude, and and keep your eye on that. And he lives in that world of injury right now. Keep your eye on that guy in Houston. Keep your eye on that guy in Houston. Never know. We're already counting out Buffalo? Yes. They count themselves (laughs) out, it seems. Yeah, they'll find a way to screw it up, yes. Forget forget about Buffalo. They're sort of like Detroit. Go ahead and count them out, too. Those are the two teams that everybody can't wait to get. They're not getting there anytime soon. Well, we got to talk a little bit about Pittsburgh, too. That's kind of what's on the, a little bit of the bill today. Um, of course, there's hypotheticals in the news. You know, would Russell Wilson or Justin Fields be the best fit for, for Pittsburgh? Uh, I don't know if you guys seen the news, but they released a few players. Trubisky, one of them. So yes. uh, that, uh, that's clear. Like, they, they're they reeling for a quarterback. Pittsburgh thought they hit one there with Kenny uh, Big Hands, Pickens, or whatever. Uh, yeah, pick, pick, it, pick it. Big Hands, huge hands. Huge hand, seven incher, seven incher, take you all the way to heaven, baby. <laughs> we got to talk right. about that one, man. All right, I got to go. I got to go get me some Taco Bell.